Howdy, folks. I hope your 2019 is off to a fantastic start, as is mine. Um, I am Brian Kern, and I am your host of the Common Chaos Podcast. This is the first episode of 2019. Uh, I hope you are as excited about it as I am, because um, it's a good one. I was able to sit down with my good buddy, Nice Monroe, indie filmmaker out here in Austin, Texas. Uh, he is also a podcast host of the podcast, Nice Monroe versus the podcast. You can check that out on uh, Spotify and I believe his Facebook channel. Uh, you can also check him out on Knives Monroe at literally every other piece of social media. That's Knives, K-N-I-V-E-S, Monroe, like Marilyn Monroe. I'm not going to spell it out for you. You're a smart bunch of people. Um, yeah, we talked about 2018 and what a crazy fuckfest that was and how chaotic it was. And um, we tried balancing it out with a little bit of order uh, with some good things, uh, some some discussions about AI and the future and, and music and how that helped us balance out our lives. And we basically just went through uh, what what we experienced in 2019 and what was keeping us going. And it was a crazy ride for both of us and I think for everybody. And if you're listening to this, you made it. And good job. <laughs> good job, because it was a fucking wild year, man. And I feel that uh, it's just going to keep getting weirder. I mean, 2017 was weird. 2016 was weird. The fucking future is going to be weird. Everything's going to be weird. Um, the point is, is you got to get out there and you got to make sure that you're living your truth and doing what you can to make the best out of it. And if that means you're working on projects, uh, determined to move up the corporate ladder, it's your bullshit job that you're working at that you really love because some people do love working actual jobs. It's okay. Uh, that's something that me and I was meant to talk about, but we didn't get to touch on it a whole lot, but it's okay for people to have normal jobs. Like people enjoy normal jobs. That's fine. Not everybody has to be like this crazy entrepreneur, uh, social media personality. Like, you know, it's, it's fine. If, if you want to just work behind a desk, that's great. I hope you're enjoying it. I hope you're doing it to the best of your ability. The point is you gotta get better. You gotta get better at something, right? And that's what we're all, I think, striving to do. And that's what me and knives touch on a whole lot. Um, Got a lot of got a lot of cool things coming up here for the podcast and for the site, and I'm excited to be revealing some stuff within the new year coming up here pretty shortly. Um, I have a bunch of guests coming on that I'm I'm very honored to have on here. Uh, I'm, I'm spreading my wings. Common chaos is is flying the nest or the coop or however you want to say it. Stoop boys leaving a stoop. Um, I'm spreading my wings. I'm trying to get out there as best I can, working on a bunch of stuff for you guys. Um, not going to give away too much, but the one thing I do want to work on is engagement. I want to talk about things that you guys want to hear. I want to talk about topics that you guys have on your mind. I want to answer your guys' questions. I want to engage with my fans and my audience. Uh, you guys buy my merch. You guys uh, share my episodes. I see it. I want to get it out there even more. I want you guys to share it with your friends. I got. I want you guys to enjoy my show uh, for whatever reason it, it, I want you guys just to enjoy it and I want you guys to share and I want you guys to engage with me and I want you guys to think that I'm encouraging or that I'm including you guys. Um, my fans, the listeners, because that's what I want to do. I want to include you guys. I want to be more out there and, 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 uh, give more of myself to you guys if I can. And I think I can accomplish that by answering your questions and involving you guys on my, uh, my independent shows, my solo episodes that I do. Um, I occasionally will, will not have a guest and I'll rant for a half hour, an hour, just about what I have on my mind and what I got going on and what's going on in the world. And I want you guys to add your perspective and add your insight and your opinions and I'll, I'll go back and forth and, um, you know, maybe we'll make it like interactive during the show somehow, if maybe I can get like a live, uh, feed going or something, or 
I don't know, but we'll, we'll make it fun. We'll, we'll do stuff with Instagram and Twitter, and I'm, I'm active on all those now, a lot more active than I was last year, um, and a lot more active than I was even a month ago. This last month, I've been just pressing a lot of stuff and getting it ready for uh, 2019, the start that everybody waits for, uh, and I'm excited, so I hope you guys are too. Uh, this is the episode, Knives Monroe, Common Chaos Podcast, uh, commonchaos.net for all your needs. I'm going to be releasing some merchandise here within the first quarter, uh, some new designs that I hope you guys like. Um, and I've also got, uh, just like some other cool content that's coming out. I'm excited for you guys to see it. And again, I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say. Uh, so for those questions, comments, concerns, anything, topics, ideas, whatever you guys want to throw my way. Common Chaos on everything, The Common Chaos on everything, I'm sorry, The Common Chaos on Twitter, The Common Chaos on Instagram, um, The Common Chaos Podcast on Facebook, my name is Brian Kern, you can also find me at of Brian of Death on Instagram, of Brian of Death on Twitter, um, and Facebook, Brian Kern, uh, sh- drop me a line, say what's up, hey I love the show, hey I fucking hate the show, hey I can't stand your voice, whatever it is, let me know, um, I'll... I'll, I'll snap back at you, so we'll have we'll have some fun. Um, if you want to drop me uh, like an email, you can at thecommonchaos at gmail.com. Pretty simple, right? Keeping it, keeping it the same across the board. Uh, so thecommonchaos at literally everything. And hope you guys enjoy it. This is Knives in a Row. Love you. Mwah. I assure you that Amateur. We're all amateurs, dude. All right, I'm recording now. It's going. Sweet. That was loud. I'm already getting loud. Let's do it. In studio with indie filmmaker Knives Monroe. Legendary, I referred to you. And I don't think you, I don't know if you liked it or not. But <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take anything. Definitely I legendary in Austin, I think. Eh, well, I remember seeing you. I remember hearing you for the first time. Uh, you had done a podcast. It was right after I moved out here. So probably like three years ago. Uh, and... It was like a uh, your 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 photo was like you bald and like mm-hmm. do you remember that? What was that? What was photo that? me bald? I mean I don't know. You were like very sensual in your photo. It was like a black and white looking okay. photo, and you had just I caught wind of you in like one of the podcast communities, and okay. you had just said that you were starting to record episodes. I think maybe did like two. Okay, yeah, man, this was like 2016 when I just yes. got back into town, and yes, I didn't have maybe I had gear. I, I couldn't can't talk to I, t- I can't talk about the photo i don't really recall but i mean i was just trying to probably uh placate to my female audience yeah i mean do you remember <laughs> what like the content was or do you remember what you were trying I, to i mean at the time you know i was writing this wave of you introduced me as an indie filmmaker and that's probably the only title that that tastes good going down for me um i am an indie filmmaker so i was just like where's everybody at because i came from a very small narrow-minded town but there was somewhat of a scene and i I was sort of this locker room leader over there. And so I was like, where's everybody at? I want to introduce myself. I want to shake hands. I want to rub elbows. And everybody's just kind of away. They seem really far away, even though it's a big town. And that's why I moved. So I was like, I'm doing a podcast. And I had momentum from my hometown before. And I was like on episode nine of my podcast. And I just wanted to interview artists. I was trying to find Brian Kearns out there. And (laughs) nobody was to be found. So I was just making some waves. And then I got a job at Apple. And so I was just keeping my head down, working, writing, and, and just 
just doing some Facebook lives and then flipping them and putting them on my podcast. And uh, I was just, I, it sounds like so young, like mm-hmm. 2016 Knives, like was so hungry and he was so, he was kind of a workhorse uh, in the creative, like digital sense, but he was still very, very young. And so I guess I was trying to find people to to bounce ideas off of and I'm still trying to do that. Yeah, I feel that that's everybody kind of out here, especially when you're, if you are from another area or another scene where you did have some success, I mean, you had your movie out yeah. back in, where, where are you from? You're I'm from the, the Rio Grande Valley, which yeah. is a border town uh, in South Texas, which is right on the line between Texas and Mexico. Right. Okay. And you, you said that you like sold out a movie theater, right? You yeah. sold a bunch of tickets for the movie you made and you were the locker room leader, as you say. Yeah, I think so. And so, but you definitely probably capped, right? I mean, you were. I did. I mean, that's why I left. That's why. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I think when that gets taken into a new city, you kind of, exp- you come in with like this energy and I did the same thing. I came in like wanting to just talk to a bunch of people, yeah. wanting to make sure that uh, I was getting in the right, in the right groups because of right. whether it be for content, you know, sports, whatever it may be. And you ain't no squirrely amateur. Uh, I mean, to this, I think I am, but really? to, to uh, like working just on projects, being in bands, being able to like network and mm-hmm. and make connections and kind of find what I want to do, I felt comfortable. I see. But then coming out here, I almost felt like I was an amateur. I felt like I was coming out here in an amateur hour mm-hmm. uh, because Austin's a whole other level than Palm Springs. Like Palm Springs is tiny and, you know, you're getting hmm. a very small footprint of, of like media and yeah. engaging things to do. And then you come into a city that's just booming and it's that was 2016 for you or for me for me oh both of us yeah that's rad three years yeah yeah Yeah. i'm coming up on three years in april same and it's fucking even crazier now dude austin's ridiculous i suppose it is i feel pretty inoculated like i'm still not in oh yeah 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 i don't feel like i'm a austinite or whatever you want to call them however they refer to themselves but um are you staying here do you is this uh, is this home yeah i'm gonna stay here you know uh I know you got a bunch of projects. And I have some projects. Candidates. I do want to sell a few theaters out here. I, I'm scared that I get I might get bored after that. Yeah. But me and my spouse are talking about getting a house, and that's that's a pretty big f and deal. Big move. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if we do do that, you know, my lease is coming up in June, and so if we move out into like some sort of starter home, I don't see myself leaving, and I have no reason to leave. Like I love Austin. I, I want to join the Austin Film Society, and there's Mike Judge, Richard Linklater, supposedly Wes Anderson. I think live here. Like there's tremendous talent that is homegrown and I just want to rub elbows with them and I want to be a part of them. And I wish I didn't have like this intense desire for admiration so much, but I, I really do. And mm-hmm. I, I kind of need to quench that thirst down here. Uh, therefore I, just to be empowered to, to give more, to give back more, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I, I needed a Knives Monroe when I was 16 growing up and I got what I got now. And so I just want to, I just want to give back, man. You know, there's no reason to not have, answers there's no reason to not have um someone to bounce uh, ideas off of and just to communicate with and just being able to do this with you i mean i've been looking forward to this all week you know? oh man i i i reached out to you because i think that there's anybody that can kind of encapsulate 2018 and like express what it made them feel it was mm-hmm. you so that's why i well, wanted thanks, you because i wanted a good 2018 recap man it was a crazy fucking year i think yeah. and a lot of people um for whatever reason, had a weird vibe towards this year specifically, I think. Although I think probably the last three years, probably since the election, it's mm-hmm. been just like a fucking fuck fest. Like yeah. it's been a real crazy, like not so, you don't know what you're, what, what to expect. I know. You don't know what you're going to get out of it. For sure. Uh, you got people being weird. 
Right. Uh, people complaining a lot, like this weird sensitivity thing, censorship. Yeah. Uh, and so if there's anybody that was to highlight the chaos and order of 2018, I figured it would be Knives. I wouldn't want to do it on any other show, man. Let's get into it. How was it for you, man? So 2018, you started a lot of projects. You you took on a lot. I did. We were working together in the beginning with uh, with Tanner a little bit. We did a, a couple bit. of Austin Live and Local things. And, yeah, yeah. And then, um, so what was 2018 like for you? 2018 man? in a selfish you know, in a selfish way was the best year of my career. And uh, I got to travel. I went to New York for the first time, went to California for the first time. I mean, I went all across America and it was really, really cool. Uh, I made some money, which is very fucking new to me. I'm not a money mongerer. Like I don't, I'm not about that. I much prefer admiration. And even when I make deals, I always tell my clients like, Hey, I'm all about trade too, man. If you got, if you got a cool bowling ball, you know, like I'll do it for that. Like I just like little knickknacks, you know, yeah, I'm not about the money, but selfishly it was a great year. It was great for my family. My son turned 13. My daughter turned four. Uh, me and Claire are pretty tight. It was really cool, man. I got to meet new people. You, a friend of the show, Trent, Tanner, you mentioned him. Uh, I got to meet some cool people and rub shoulders with, uh, you know, some people that I that I admired, you know, like uh, like your Aubrey Marcus and guys like that. Like, you know, I used to be, you know, homeless listening to his podcast. And now, you know, I, I got to do a podcast with him, like, you know, not, not to stunt or anything, but... Never my wildest dreams that I think was that that was going to happen. That was a pipe dream. And uh, I made a series. It was four episodes over the course of nine, ten months or something. But uh, it it really was just something I could sink my teeth into content-wise. You know, uh, 2012, I made a movie. It took 30 days out of my entire year. You know, 19 t- shooting days, you know, 10 days to cut it and then one day to premiere it. But at the end of the day, even though it's a big project, you're, it's only 30 days out of the entire year. So it's kind of hard to say I was very productive that year invested or yeah your time was well spent but 2018 i mean i made hundreds of hours of content so i felt even though i didn't make a movie per se which is what i am an independent filmmaker i still felt very um productive and that's a good feeling man because if i felt like i left a lot of upside on the table like that keeps me up at night so in a selfish way it was great but i met with like this gaping hole because if i'm being honest because of the internet and how cynical everything is uh, even the good things I couldn't really super super enjoy it because it was like now there's like privilege shaming I guess is is what's happening and so I never really felt like I could flex a little bit not that I wanted to but I felt guilty because I was like why me you know yeah so that was 2018 in terms of like the why did you feel guilty the other side of it um, you know, I just got some friends who are, who are just, man, I feel bad saying this, but it's just what it is. It's the way I see it. And, you know, I'm sure I'd love to hear their side of the story, but you are very, you know, there's always an excuse. There's mm-hmm. always a reason oh, yeah. why there, there's a conspiracy out them or, oh, yeah. or because of America, that's why they can't do this. They can't do that. And it's like, dude, I think that is fucking the wackest excuse, bullshit story you can tell yourself. And I feel like that kind of. I remember when Donald Trump got elected, since you mentioned it, um, I remember the next day saying, the world's going to give up. The world, America is going to become so cynical and blame all their problems because there's like, there's like this victim culture. They're going to blame all their problems on Trump. I'm going to do the exact opposite because I believe in investing during times of maximum pessimism. Yeah. And it worked out for me. And I think it can work out for anybody. Like I just believe in you know, as cliche as it sounds, the power of positivity, man. And even though some moments feel like we're drowning as a civilization sometimes, 
I just focused on the upside and it worked out this year. And it's worked out for my entire fucking life. You know, I, I could cry about, you know, all the things that people are upset about and are, what's the word, outraged about. But um, Why are they outraged about it, though? I feel like that's a, and you say that you were able to, to make it like your best year. Yeah. What did you do? How did you take that? that I showed up. Yeah. I just showed up with, um, with, in, with positive intent. That's literally it. Like, it's not about my talent. It's not about my looks. It's not about my physique. Like, it was just showing up with let's do this and let's try to make the best out of this. That's it. And if people take that approach, even just like, you know, an inch a day, like I think it'll make things taste better going down, you know? Um, so 2018, I I was ready to crush it, you know? When the, I, do you still feel like it's 2019, let's do this. Let's get this right now. I think we're recording is January 5th. Yeah, uh, you mean like the new year, new you type of mentality? Do you feel that right, right now to this day, as much as you did on the first? I don't want to, I mean, I kind of try to approach every day like that. I'm a very, uh, the new year's resolution, I was looking back on my on my memories on Facebook, and like in 2014 or 15, I was like, if you're making a new year's resolution, don't, I made some comment about, uh, don't hesitate on, on like tweaking it, don't change, don't get discouraged, because mm-hmm. I feel like that's how people need like that weird start time frame to all of a sudden get stuff moving when I think that that should just be like every day if you have a goal and you want to accomplish it get up the next morning and accomplish it every sunrise get right now right now that. accomplish it like can you do something about it right now cool go and do it facts um so the new year new me kind of mentality I I appreciate it because it I think everybody kind of has that momentum behind them and it can it can make I think so far within the first five days nothing crazy's happened so it's been good it's been successful mm-hmm. um, and whether or not that's like a cosmic energy where everybody's just like in this new attitude new spirit type of mood and everybody's nice to one another how long is that gonna last who knows could there be some fucking crazy thing that happens in a week and everybody's mood is you know bummed out for the next two months because some crazy tragedy happened yeah that could definitely be the case yeah. um, but I think that there's a uh, there's an intention definitely going into the new year for a lot of people to do better and change. Yeah, and I think that if they're around the right people that are doing the same thing and they can kind of catch that momentum, mm-hmm. then they can be successful at it. Um, I don't necessarily know if the the new year is the reason to start goals or the reason to start working towards something. Yeah, but it helps. It definitely helps. Uh, I was at a show the other night with my girlfriend and we were the the artist that was playing. Uh, Harmar Superstar is like one of our favorite artists. Uh, he was doing a song and he was like, "Hey, come over to this New Year's Eve party we're doing." Uh, 2018 was weird, so let's just mm-hmm. let's just let that pass and let's start fresh. And I was like, "Man, I, I hope a lot of people have that mentality going into the year, going into even if it's not the new year per like, se." Let's put it behind us and start fresh. Yeah, like why? I mean, I get it. It's the new year. That's the thing. Let's go into the next one and have a good mindset. But people should have that mindset towards anything, towards any day, any week. You I know, agree. if you're trying to quit smoking, lose weight, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. have that mindset. The past is the past. You know, it doesn't dictate your future unless you let it dictate your future. And it definitely doesn't speak any form of truth unless you let it speak truth, right? Like I agree. It, um, and I also heard this quote on an Oprah podcast the other day. Oprah? Oprah. Dude, Oprah has a podcast? Uh, soul, uh, what is it? Super Soul Conversations? You haven't heard of it? What? Dude. And they're only like 30 minutes. I know. That's I like, fine. I'll listen to it at work and people will come in and I'll pause it because I don't want people to know I'm listening to Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, she, I don't listen to every episode, but she has definitely some good people on there. And there was a, um, 
I, I'm in an ethics class right now. So there was a guy that uh, is like an ethics teacher and he, he wrote books and did a bunch of shit. So I was listening to the podcast and he had mentioned that uh, nobody is nobody. I'm going to butcher it, but we don't know enough to be pessimistic was his quote, basically. Uh, and the, his his hmm. uh, reasoning behind that was, yeah, you might have the past to live off of and you, you have the experiences of the past to kind of give you that pessimistic attitude, mm. but you haven't witnessed enough, you haven't experienced enough, mm. and you sure as hell don't know enough to know that this situation is going to turn out the exact same. I'm so offended why by be, that. Why be pessimistic? Why well, would you assume that about me? <laughs> oh, I, but I mean, <laughs> you don't know me. He was. No, I totally agree. He, the grand uh, scheme, right? The like grand there's scheme. There's fucking a rock thrown, floating through space. It's very insignificant. Your experiences that you even had. people from a different country that don't speak your language, yeah, they yeah. have to walk five miles a day to and from to get clean water, stuff like that. Oh man, <laughs> I think yeah, that's no. totally true. So your professor said that. Uh, no, the, the guy the that was on the Oprah podcast, yeah. And he was an quote. ethics person? Uh, yeah, so he was And a, you're also in an ethics class. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, it's an environmental ethics class. So I got to talk about how, like my report right now. I'm, Global I'm, warming stuff? Uh, that's the project I'm working on now. Yeah, it's a PowerPoint. I have to talk about, I have to approach it either through utilitarianism or deontology or another, or virtue ethics. And I have to basically... Uh, explain why or how we should approach environmental concerns. Dude, that's so hard. Oh yeah, no, it's tough. And it's too is Monday, really. So. Is this like a post grad <laughs> thing? Uh, I mean, I'm getting my bachelor's. Yeah, so it's good for it's you, man. Out, so congrats. Thank you, man. That's Appreciate fucking it. Cool. When do you graduate? Uh, supposed to be 2021. So good I'm for in you, my man. second year right now. Yeah, yeah, and that's another thing, man. I feel that um, you say intention. Intention is one of my buzzwords for the year. Uh, or at least for now, I guess it was, I, I wrote it down before the year started, but, uh, when I hear it, I definitely pay attention to it because it's, I think that's important. A lot of people I think forget intention mm-hmm. or the intention is the wrong intention. Maybe they, like you said, you're not worried about your looks, your physique, your money. You're just more so worried about showing up and doing something and yeah. creating content. Sure. I don't think a lot of people have that in mind. I don't think a lot of people look at it that way. I, I think, think you're a, right. I didn't. I think that's like a consumer thing that we're being sold just because there's so much f- money being poured into, oh, you're not ready. You don't have the Nikes. You don't have the jacket that you need. You don't have the headband. You don't have the iPhone. You don't have the whatever. Consumerism. Yeah, you don't have the blank enough to be ready. And there is no, blank dude, enough. you're fucking ready. You got two legs, you're ready. You know? What about the person with one leg? They're fucking ready. Half ready? Dude, I have a friend with one leg. He's fucking ready. <laughs> that, that guy does not bitch about anything. Uh. He doesn't. Do you do you think that there's a... I, my, my big question, man, and, and Rogan kind of talked about this when he was talking to some guy about AI and social media. For the... Growing up, and I guess it being in the 90s, right? Mm-hmm. Making it was... Like, I guess, being on TV, being famous, being known, right? And now that was such a limited category because there wasn't social media. So you were either like a movie star, a TV star, a musician, an artist, or like some other public figure that uh, was notable for a reason, right? Mm -hmm. Now with social media, anybody can be like a public figure or a Mm -hmm. uh, fucking whatever, right? Yeah. Put fill in the blank. Yeah. And based off their likes and their views and their hearts and all this other nonsense, they've made it. Mm-hmm. Do you th- do you see that like landscape changing at all? And what I mean is, do you when does making it not making it anymore, or when does making it lose its lose its? So mm, you, I made it. Like yeah. you know, you you kind of maybe not necessarily you, but 
you said the 2018 was a great year for you, it right? Was, yeah. Like you've at least made it to a new level. Maybe you didn't did. make it, but you made it to a new level. But yeah. when does like making it not become a thing anymore? Defines. I mean, here's the thing. So here's the real answer, and I think people that have quote unquote made it would would agree with you. I have never met and or have ever heard of an Oprah or a Rogan or a Kendrick Lamar or someone that we say is like, wow, you know, this guy's got a Peabody or something. Like he's a success. Like I've never heard them be like, well, January 1st, 2008, <laughs> I made this resolution and that's why I, I just stuck with it. Like, no, they have a resolve, right? I just don't think it necessarily coincides with January 1st. I haven't heard that. Maybe there's, I'm sure someone's got a Wikipedia oh, yeah. page of, of yeah. all of them. But for me, I learned, and, and this is a, it was a privilege for me, but like I learned that the bar gets higher when you make it. Like, what is making it? You know, uh, for you know, this is for me. I'll talk about filmmaking. Like, finishing the script was making it. Casting it was making it. The first day of photography was making it. Wrapping was ne- uh, was making it. Final cut was a making it, and screening it was a making it. Like so, and and there's that every single time. The the question becomes, what's next? That's the thing that people don't really ask themselves. You know, like. I asked somebody recently, they, their goal was to get a, to be on a Netflix show. They're an actor. And I was like, well, what happens when that happens? And she was like, well, then get on another show. And this is where things get really, really tricky. And this is an inside game, an internal game, a mind game, because like, unless you're living life fulfilled and I think with that positive intent and like in a conscious way, like I think that's making it. I, I, I think plain and simple that's making it. everything else is like another level. It's just another level, but there's always going to be another mountain behind the mountain mm-hmm. that you just climbed. Yeah, yeah. So maybe right now with the lexicon, it's getting the blue check mark on Instagram is making it. Maybe that makes you certified. But what about after? What's what comes yeah, after? Or what happens well, when maybe it's everybody making, has a check mark? Maybe exactly 100%. What, what, what happens when you have, when you're making 10K a month? Well, then it's 20K. Well, then mm-hmm. it's 50K. And then, you know what I mean? And so, dude, what, what's the ceiling for Warren Buffett? You know, uh, the point is like humans are never, I mean, I don't think we should be satisfied. Like making it evolves, it changes. And so I don't think we should get hung up on the current texture of what making it is today. Like you said, getting a record deal 20 years ago was making it. Now, I mean. People are doing it on their own. We're doing it right label. now. How what, much did this cost? Label? Uh, to, tw- to 20 years to ago. This? Oh, who knows? Yeah, expensive as fuck. Like, five figures, six yeah. figures. You to know? get something on the internet. We needed to talk to the gatekeepers. We needed yeah. a guy who knew a guy who knew a guy. And uh, most business comes down to, I don't like the way that guy looks. So maybe we, we wouldn't have been able to do this 20 years Not ago. Not the right fit for the role. Sure. But today it's like, well, you just showed up and we decided to do this. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's power in that. And right now to me, like we're, we're fucking making it. I feel like. A million bucks right now. I do. I, I mean, and that's, I think that goes along with the intention too. I think if you set out to just accomplish little goals or just to satisfy, and I wrote down your what you said right now, we shouldn't be satisfied humans, right? Um, I like that because if you're not satisfied, there's that hunger to be satisfied or to satiate whatever need, you know, it's, it's. You're constantly kind of striving to go for that next level, like you said, mm-hmm. that next mountain. There are people that don't have that though. And I feel like mm-hmm. they maybe do have that or they 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 want to have that but then they're just hit with this nonsense outside of them that, sure. that, that makes them depressed gives them an excuse gives them a reason to not follow through on something yeah and you mentioned it you said that um just the way that everybody is in 2018 it was kind of everybody has a victim mentality or a yeah uh, you were talking before we got on the air about yeah. um about 
1999 being one of your favorite years. Why is that? Compare was, that to 2019. I was 12, 13 in, in uh, 1999, which was officially 20 years ago. Uh, this was pre 9-11. I remember you, you, well, you just mentioned Y2K that was going on. I can recall like the music that was happening, like Britney Spears, Christina, oh, yeah. Christina Aguilera, yep. like the stuff at the time. Um, Backstreet Boys, boy bands. Like a lot of it's pretty whack, like Smash Mouth's All Star. Like, you know, a lot of it's whack as fuck. Don't get me wrong, but like it was innocent. Yeah, like, it, yeah. it, you know, and it, I could walk down the streets and listen to music, you know, like I, I, I was just so young. Like, Pokemon just came out, and I think that defined my generation in a lot of way. And so, um, I, and now it's 20 years later. And so, 99 was like the greatest year for films. Like, off the top of my head, I can name 100 movies that were fucking amazing. Go, can you name a couple? Uh, the Virgin Suicides. All right, yeah. Um, right. American Beauty. Um, mm. Magnolia. Can we talk about Kevin Spacey's weird flex? You actually, <laughs> you tweeted that and you're like, weird flex, Spacey, but okay. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I was like, what is he talking about? So I went Bro, and I watched I, it. I, I've never Whoa. seen House of Cards, but obviously Kevin Spacey uh, is, a, is a serial sexual assaulter. Like I've heard this rumor for 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 like a decade, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, and now it's coming out, and him making that video was like fucking fucking psychotic, creepy dude. It was psychotic. I think this guy. Uh, and then like right after the video, him groping the bus boy came out. Like, did you see that? Right after? I didn't see the video, but they like, oh well, yeah, it was like I didn't know that. Or like within a two three day time frame. Dude, I told so. I totally believe it. I, I it does. It's not hard to believe, you know. And, and it sucks because two two things can be true at the same time. Like, um, Kevin Spacey is a genius. Yeah. He's a tremendous actor, one of the finest actors to walk today. But he's also, you know, a creep, a fucking weirdo. Yeah, and so. <laughs> I have friends that are like, I can never watch American Beauty ever again. I'm like, dude, like, come on, man. Like, Appreciate I, it for it. Don't. I, I mean, do whatever you want. Feel however you want to feel. But, you know, he, he, it's like going into Time Machine movies, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know. But you could say that about a lot of films. Yeah. Like, yeah. a lot. Like, yeah. half of them, you know? Uh, Any Weinstein film. Yeah, that's like saying I can never watch Kill Bill ever again. It's like, no, I'll watch it. I don't care if it's a Weinstein production, personally. But, um... You know, if I was Kevin Hart saying that right now, I'd be fired from something. You can't say anything. The Grammys? Yeah. Or what was it the Oscars or something? Oh, was it the Oscars? I thought it was something the like that. Oh, so no, like it that's definitely like cancel culture was really prevalent this 2018. Oh yeah, yeah. Or the censorship. The censorship. that's something that I think was if there's like a big if we had like a chaos and an order and then start listing things of 2018, censorship was a big one. Uh, it the was. Khashoggi killing, like obviously, uh -huh. is probably the biggest one. I think that. Um, I've always respected journalism because mm -hmm. you're putting your neck out there, you know, mm -hmm. especially us here in America, uh, being able to do it so freely, yeah. being able to do it so easily, not have anybody censoring us for the most part. Although now you're seeing it, you're seeing, you're seeing people getting taken off of Patreon and Twitter and mm -hmm. shit like that because yeah. of shit that they're saying. It's true. Um, but in other parts of the world when you're not allowed to say things, you're not allowed to speak up, you're not allowed to basically speak truth because mm -hmm. you could be beheaded or killed or fucking, you mm -hmm. know, tortured or what, what have you. Yeah. Um, to me, that was a uh, that was one of the craziest things of this year for sure. Was the Khashoggi killing, and then how, um, you know, I, you know, I don't like really talking about Trump and 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 beating that bush because I feel like everybody does, and it's just it is what it is. He's our president. What's going to happen is what's going to happen. Right. Um, but for him to go out there and like support the Saudi prince for whatever reason, saying he didn't do it when it's black and white, pretty much like we can see what happened, why it happened, and. Our 
fundamental rule in the United States is that we're allowed to speak freely, yet we're supporting people being censored. Mm-hmm. You see tech companies censoring people, and I know mm-hmm. Rogan and everybody talks about it all the time, but mm-hmm. it is. I think it's a real concern, especially for things that we like to do. You like to make films. Could you imagine being told you're not allowed to do something in a film? It would probably fucking yeah, no. kill your vibe forever. Yeah, it would right? kill my vibe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who wants to do that? Being yeah. Not being able to make money or not being able to be self-sufficient because mm-hmm. of your thoughts and your, your ideals and yep. just wanting to share them. It's a very big thing, man. I think that's one of the, I think that's one of the biggest things that came out of 2018 was the willingness from people and organizations to just cut people off because they were uh, offended. Or I'm gonna get a little conspiracy, like paranoid with you a bit. I hope that's okay. Yes, please. So I have like somehow like burnt a lot of bridges with people because I don't agree with them. That's not. Like, when did that happen? I, I will say, let me preface it with this. Like, I do think there's something cyclical about what's going on right now. Like, you know, I've gone back and watched, like, Patrice O'Neill mm-hmm. uh, clips. and R.I.P. Yeah, and, and I think he was one of the GOATs. And stuff that was happening in, like, 04, it's the same conversation then that's going on now. Now it's just fucking louder and bigger. And, and now every so, form of media, every channel. Every, every form list. of media. And now that people are making a lot of money by themselves without gatekeepers on the internet, people want to take away their money, you know? And so so I do want to say that this is cyclical. This isn't necessarily a new thing. It's it's happening in a, in a newer way. But I, I don't know much about communism, uh, but I do know like what you're saying. Let's say worst case scenario, they take away our, they, they censor us. They take away our ability to make money in our own way. They take away our voice, our dreams, they, we can't say that. You have to say things this way. Wear this. Uh, do that. Like, that sounds like North Korea to me. That sounds like Russia to me. That sounds like China to me. And um, it's just so strange how when I was growing up, the left um, were the ones saying provocative, shocking things for the sake of effect. So, like, kind alternative of, almost. Exactly. Alternative, yeah. to, to wake people up <clears throat> or to present an alternative. And now, like, the. the and the conservative would grasp their pearls and be like, how dare you? And now it's the other way around. But it's the same mindset. It's the same mindset, but it's just a different label. It, it's rebranded. And, um, you know, I, I've I've lost some friends because I don't agree with them. I'm not as outraged as them. And I, I don't respond with outrage. It's not my first instinct. Yeah. Curiosity is my first instinct. I remember when Trump won. So I was in California because I had... I had uh... I'd moved to Austin in, I think, April of 2016, but we were visiting in November, and I hadn't switched over to, to Texas anything yet, so I was still registered to vote in California. So we went down that week, were able to do our votes. and I just got pulled over recently because I didn't change my driver's license address. Have you done that? It's apparently illegal. I didn't know that. So yes, I got, I got yes, a ticket. I have. Oh, yeah? You did? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, naughty me, I need to change my address. I think you can do it online. Go on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks for the info. Um, the I, f- <laughs> I forgot what it's I was a good thing you already about. did it though. <laughs> ah, I forgot what. I, oh yeah. So um, I remember back. the yeah. election day and everybody just being so miserable. Oh yeah. And so like, did, what, what did you do the next day? Like we go, were at, go to work? Uh, I, no, I was in California, oh. so I was visiting and. Um, we California. Meet, yeah. So where did you go in California when you went? Just to San Diego, okay. San Francisco. So that's where I'm from. I'm from Southern California. Cool. Not San Francisco, but mm-hmm. San Diego. Mm-hmm. I'm like two hours uh, north of San Diego, two hours east of uh, LA. So I'm like in a nice little triangle. Oh, right? that's cool. Um, 
And I was at a yard house with my friend Nixon and my girlfriend. And everybody was just in the worst mood. Everybody was just like sad and like angry and depressed. And it was the end of the world. And I was like, okay, like I wasn't. And I felt like they were mad at me for not being like Mm -hmm. really, really bummed out. And I was like, yo, okay. So then it's four years, like whatever shit's going to happen. There's going to be like some weird flex from other, you know, parts of the government. And I didn't anticipate him to just be like, yo, we'll shut down the government for years unless we get this wall. I wasn't expecting like crazy shit like that, Mm -hmm. but I knew it would be weird. Um, but yeah, everybody just seemed like there had to be this this black cloud. Like there had to be this sadness or this weird uh, victim. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how could this happen? Like there's the the famous uh, meme or gif of that chick yelling, right? Like the social justice mm-hmm. warrior, and she's just screaming. Like yeah. I felt like that's how everybody felt internally sure. when Trump won, right? Yeah, and. And if you didn't externalize that, are you on the other side? Yeah. Or did you vote? Or did you vote for him? Is that why you won? Because you voted? Are you a secret mm-hmm. Trump voter? And it's just like, whoa, pump the brakes. Yeah. Like, it's not even. You don't have to be like like everybody's vibe has to be killed just mm-hmm. because of this. Like, what it, happened to processing? Yeah, and what happened to like you not liking something and instead of complaining about you it, realize that what the conversation action. we're having right now is we're basically we're the alt right. Like, oh, right, right, right. Do you know yeah, that? No, oh, yeah, no, I, I don't. I don't doubt it. I you know, I, I, it's one thing that happened this 2018. This was huge for me, and I don't know if I talked about it on the other on your other show, but uh, I became a like Christian. Like, okay. I, I was an I was Captain Atheist forever. And uh, for 10, 15 years or something. And like I discovered, you know, Jesus and I'm like all in on God. You know, me and God are besties. I'm verified. I got the blue check mark in the eyes of God. And you're on his friends list now. But because <laughs> one of his followers, <laughs> but because of that, like I'm supposed to adopt these ideologies of like, well, I shouldn't swear and I shouldn't watch rated R movies and I shouldn't have premarital sex and I should feel certain ways about uh, homosexuals, and I should feel certain ways about people who don't like pro-choice, pro-life, yeah. and uh, and I was like, well, I'm not that kind of Christian, you know. Like, there's more nuance than that, and I'm not that kind of leftist, and I'm not that kind of conservative, and I'm, I don't like, I'm still processing. Like, I, I don't, I can't subscribe to a label because none of them, they're, you know, they're none of them identify as the way I do, like I'm, I'm a pretty mixed bag, you know? And so with 2018, like I've burnt some bridges by saying like, well, like, okay. Like the Kavanaugh thing that happened, that made some waves. I was like, well, if they didn't, if the FBI didn't find anything, I'm like, well, then that's the verdict and let's just move on. But the court of public opinion made the decisions. And so, you know, I like that. The court of public opinion made the decisions. And so that's the verdict. And, even if you say, okay, well, here's the real decision. This is the real fact, real, you know, you're offending people. And it's like, damn, man, like this whole ability to not have public discourse, I think is crippling our communication. And how are we supposed to get to a more enlightened level and make some changes if we can't have a discourse? Well, you mentioned conspiracy or you mentioned like not want, I mean. Are we, are we good on time? Because I want to talk forever. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, we okay, got cool, cool, 30 cool. minutes in. Um, you know, I don't, I'm not one to be way crazy on conspiracies, but I'll go down those rabbit holes for sure. Um, you know, you talked about like the roles flipping, like in, in the nineties, yeah. how we were talking would be considered left. Now it's considered right. Or there's this yeah. like just change in attitude or flipping sides. Um, I think that there for a long time, especially with like the gun rights thing was this call to, um, 
you know, amend the Constitution, change, and I, I'm big on that. I think that that's something that we should do. You know, I don't know why we're following rules that we set 300 years ago, with no foresight of how uh, anything was going to ha- really happen or be successful or work. Right? I think we have been successful. Obviously, it's the United States, and there there was some success in making those decisions. I think the United States and the Constitution is like was like a like a, a sort of like a a hypothesis or like a it an was experiment, the, right? It was the taking the iPhone out and getting the clips for the documentary as a rough draft. Yeah. Before actually, yeah. they were just, I think they were, who knows what came about or how it came about, sure. but there was the secret meetings in the bars and they were yeah. going to have the revolt and they were going to distance themselves from the, from the, you know, empire in Europe. The declaration and, of war. Yeah, yeah. They were basically at their wits end, right? And they were going to distance themselves and make their own country. They cool. probably weren't thinking about 2019. Probably not. Uh, Maybe. And so I've said this for, for a bit. I think we maybe sabotaged ourselves a little bit without really noticing. I mean, there's no foresight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By having the Constitution, having these set of rules, the free speech, the right to bear arms, all these, you know, the first five main ones, right? Like the proper seizure, all that kind of stuff. You can't, it, there's a, of course, there was no foresight there, but we've now put ourselves in a position where the argument is, well, this is the way it is because we wrote it that way 300 years ago. Mm-hmm. When, why, like, okay, well, now we're shooting ourselves in the foot. Now you're having this freedom of speech issue where you're censoring people yeah. and you're going back to rule number one, right? Now we're having a gun issue and yeah. you're going back to rule number two. We've set these rules that are now 300 years later causing this dissension between the, the, the country. Mm-hmm. It's split sides. This rule rule number one the freedom of speech well you have two sides of that people that think you should be able to do this and do that the people that are against it and now there's uh, uh, an argument or a conflict over a rule same with the gun rights thing this side or that side we drew this hard line in the sand of what we're entitled to and what that our inspires rights are conflict. that yeah 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 exactly and it, it it does inspire that that conflict that individuality that that uh why the reason you come to the united states that american dream you know you're hmm. able to come here do things on your own, uh, be independent, be free, and say and do things how you want. And if you happen to be successful in doing so, that is your right mm-hmm. by being here. That's what you're allowed to do. Yeah. Oh, fucking now it's, I think it's, I think that that people are now taking things too literal, taking things to the extreme hmm. ends of things. And they're, they're, they're creating conflict almost when there doesn't need to be. There doesn't need to be like this back and forth on censorship. There doesn't need to be this back and forth on if we're really sticking to the rules, right? Right. So now the conspiracy part of me, everybody wants to rewrite the Constitution. Everybody wants to, I think they may, I think they may try to fucking take that shit away. And the first thing that, that a lot of people wanted to amend the Constitution for the guns, right? For the Second Amendment. Uh, you it know, sounds like for the first as well. That's where I think it's happening now. Yeah. Now I think that's going to be the big one is the censorship. I yeah. think they're going to – you had the left kind of pulling for this amendment on the Constitution to take the gun rights away, right? Or not even to take them away but to maybe modify them a little bit, make them a little bit more modern, you know? Mm-hmm. Not when it took five minutes to load a gun and shoot somebody mm-hmm. but maybe fit 2019 America, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. How the hell are you going to rewrite the freedom of speech? How are you going to go in and rewrite that for 2019 when in 2019 that's becoming a very prevalent issue? People are being censored for things that they're saying. People are being uh, stripped of their of their income and their 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 livelihood yeah. because of this weird anger towards people saying the wrong things or being offended. Yeah. And it could be that victim mentality you were talking about where everybody's offended by something that somebody says or like the Kevin Hart thing. I thought that was ridiculous. 
Right. We're going to pull Kevin Hart from the Oscars, one of the most successful comedians of the last decade, if not the yeah. most successful comedian. Right. You know? The, you you want to talk about the Louie thing. What, so give me your opinions on that. Yeah. <laughs> so I lost some friends with that one, too. Really? Uh, I mean... So I... I I, I grew up with Louis. Uh, I I think he's hilarious. Uh, I love his show. I thought he was a trailblazer. There was a while where he was the guy. Like even though Kevin Hart had the numbers, like Louis was the guy. Mm-hmm. People wanted to be Louis. <clears throat> and I guess I, I I haven't read a dossier about like if he took his dick out and he came on a plan. And um, from what I hear, like what did you say, came on a plant? He came inside of a potted plant when and like he, he, he nutted in a plant to like dispose of his. Semen, everybody. With the chicks, right? With the with the Wayman, yes. With the Wayman. With the Wayman. First and of all, they told him he could too. By so the they way. had he had consent, but either way, people were like, "Well, how would you like it if he did that to your mom or whatever?" So and my mom said it was cool, <laughs> dope. I don't know. Yeah, my mom's sick, so she'd, she'd probably be into. <laughs> my mom's that. into weird plant jerking off stuff. I don't know. Yeah, my mom, anyways. But <laughs> I, so there's that, and so during the Me Too thing that happened in 2017 late 2017, he was like, all right, like, you know, he denied it for a long time, but he was like, all right, I'm going to go take, I'm going to take a step back and I'm going to reflect on, I'm just going to pay attention. I'm not going to talk. I'm just going to listen. And, uh, then he started working again because he's got to eat and people were up in arms and they're like, Hey, he never, like, he's not really sorry enough. Like he, he didn't address he, it. He didn't pay for it. We didn't lynch him hard enough or something. And it's like, Whoa, like that, that to me alone is like, how are we so like, how are how are we so ready to like not forgive and not to forget and not to let go what is like the pay like what 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 does he have to do where it's okay i I don't know and who decides that like Like how many lashings on the back does he need to have how many 40 you know 39 like how many does it take and so needless to say uh on december 17th or 18th i think there was a leaked show that he did and you know more about stand-up than me because you've done it but you know, I, I'm sure it wasn't a 100% like, here's this final presentation. I'm sure he was working out in a lot of ways. But people weaponized it and turned it against him and said, here's what he's saying about the Parkland shooting. And so let's take this comedy very, very literal. And so let's cancel him. I think that's the issue right there is taking comedy literal. Yeah. And so you have a lot of comics that are saying like, hey, man, freedom of speech. Like, it's a joke. And then you have other comics saying he's punching down. It was hack. And then you have other comics saying, well, he's a part of the alt-right, even though he voted for Hillary. Like, everybody has to take a stand. Everybody has to give a dissertation. And what you say, people are going to judge you from. And if you have, if you make enough money, like Kevin Hart, people will hurt your money and try to take it away from you, from having an opinion. And that right there to me is like, that's a bigger problem mm-hmm. than what he said, mm-hmm. is that mindset around yeah. it, is that yeah. hive mind <laughs> around it. But people don't want to take accountability for their anger, for their hostility, for their, you know, people are like, I'm done with him. It's like, fine, then you're done. Then fuck off. Like, I, then fuck off and stop making him relevant. You're just, you're just, this is, you're making this internet crowded and just like, get the fuck out of the club then, you know? The only people that, who it really concerned was, was the people that paid to be there. Yeah. And it was bootlegged too. So there's that, like. You know, did, did did they? What people want to talk about consent? Did they have Louis' consent for us to even have this conversation? No. Did you the see Parkland the video? parents wouldn't. I did. Uh, the Parkland parents would not even have good reason to feel bad because I was never supposed to get out. And I understand that he said it. Maybe that wouldn't be something a final presentation he would have given on, to Netflix or HBO. Maybe it would have been. I don't know. The what por- was the what was the reaction to the crowd? I read about it. I didn't watch. He the video, killed. But, yeah, and so did, he fucking killed. 
This, okay, yeah. so and you, it's a joke. And and part yeah, of you said part of his brand literal isn't a thing. You can't take comedy literally. It's comedy. Like if people don't know how because now they just read print or they they see a headline. So the headlines were disgraced comedian Louis C.K. Of course. You know, because he's disgraced, right? And so people believe that, and that's and that's the truth. Because he jerked off a couple of years ago, <laughs> however long ago. You know exactly. So, you know, I did want to talk about that because, and at the time when I pit, I texted it to you, I was like, dude, we have to talk about this Louis thing because I, I don't even know, I didn't know where I stood on it either. Like I was just like, I heard it, and I didn't want to hear it because you know uh, Dave Chappelle's my favorite comedian, and I don't hear his bootleg stuff because I'm like, when he wants to present it to me. It'll be the way he wants it. Oh, and I I'll, watched I'll hear a, it that way. I watched a I watched a Chappelle bootleg right after he came back and like started doing stand up again from the whole Chappelle. It was probably back in like 2011, and he got booed. He got hmm. booed. And he for what? What did he say? Uh, I, he was just wasn't and he wasn't on it. He was maybe just, he bombed. He was off. Oh yeah, no, okay. it, it was a bomb. That's yeah, fair. Yeah. He was just, but I mean, not to. Uh, to me, it wasn't a bomb. To me, it was Chappelle being fucking Chappelle and being right. funny. But. Yeah. He was like, but Seattle was up his in arms. Timing was off. He I was see. just not like he wasn't hitting the punchlines right, and people were like laughing how he wanted. And so he yeah. like gracefully, he's like, "Hey, that's my time." To me, it looked like he was just working a room. You know, mm-hmm. it might have been maybe like it definitely wasn't like a special or anything like that. Yeah. But he was probably just working a room, getting a set in, doing whatever. Right. And he's like, "All right, that's my time. I'm out of here." And people like gave him, still gave him his applause because mm-hmm. it's Chappelle. But the fact that they were like, you know fucking just giving him a hard time when it's Dave Chappelle like you, you're you're again I saw that and a lot of people it was again 2011 so I think a lot of people were like oh Chappelle's career is done right. it's over and I'm like you guys come that's what it is like he's right. he's been through that that's why he was able yeah. to just gracefully leave the stage and he still got an applause because right. he's been through that a hundred thousand different times right. right Tiffany Haddish recently notoriously bombed and like got booed off stage. Yeah, I don't know who and Tiffany had it. She's uh, she's just this uh, she's kind of like this rising star right now. And she was in this movie called Girls Trip. And if you saw her face, you'd be like, oh her. And she's a stand up comic. And uh, she just ate the shit sandwich and you know just took it with grace. And I think she'll be back. You know, but people don't understand that that's not the end of a career. That's you need that to be better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's ironing, oh. sharpening iron. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I feel like the people that are. Um, that are critical of comedy don't even know about comedy really definitely what i, I feel like especially this, when it comes to this kind of shit with louis and fucking you know and, and i'm not trying to give anybody a free pass you know and I, i'm okay with you know and then the other side you know like take a we're talking about sides here so you have like the liberals that are like or the leftists or whatever people call them the dams i mean you know can you see what i mean like i can't do this but i think that's the issue right there if i may is separating like i agree why 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 and, but like what you said with your conspiracy theory the Constitution is like, is separating us. Like it, that's part of it is saying whether if you like it's it or not. Sabotage. Yeah, yeah. Like you have here's the rule. Yeah. Now, which side of the rule are you on? Or, right. You know, and or I don't know. Maybe it, <laughs> it it doesn't necessarily. That's not why the Constitution was created. Obviously, to draw that hard line, but almost just the foundation of it kind of makes you uh, pick sides. Like, uh, hey, this is the rule. We're allowed to do this. Cool. It. I mean, people don't necessarily have to like it. But also, at the time, what was the population? Oh, fucking! It was only the East Coast. We're like, we're, like three, <laughs> we're 350 was, mil now. I know, I know. Dude. Think about and that. It's too many people too. I, I don't want to go on a tribalism talk either, or population talk. But that's a big issue, I think. Yeah. A lot of people is a big issue. You know, I was trying to tell Claire this because we did not agree on the Louis thing, and she's like, "I'm fucking done," and also kind of like, uh, like banned Louis from my house, and I was like, "You can't." 
ban Louis from my house if you're going to be watching hunt, Hunting Hitler. Like you can't because you, it, morbid curiosity like has its place in consumerism. Right. And if I want to listen to something because I'm morbidly curious, like I have that right. And so it's kind of like that. Um, I did want to make mention since we're talking about that conspiracy theory about the Constitution. I saw this great meme where it was like, you've seen that meme where it shows like the brain and then the brain and then at the end it's super woke <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Super and, woke. And it was like uh, paying your taxes. And uh, I don't know if, uh, if uh, Rogan actually said this, but it was about paying your taxes. Like if you don't pay your taxes, you go to prison. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> but uh, if you don't pay your taxes, you'll go to prison. And like the final, like blowing your mind meme was, so then you go to prison, which is being paid by taxes because you didn't pay your taxes. So you're being supported by taxes, even though you didn't pay your taxes, and that's the punishment. And I thought that was really funny. I'm like, that is completely broken. Like this constitution, which I think is a pretty good blueprint. Like I think it's pretty good, and I think it was great at the time. I'll say that. Like I'm not trying to completely discount it, but you know, it's set up, it's set up to uh, to funnel people for failure in a lot of ways. You know, like what you said about. So you have the right to say whatever you want in this pub, but in this pub you have the right to say you don't have the right to say whatever you want in right. that pub. Right. And so or there's going to be conflict. That's where it's at now. That's where that Heinz or that and foresight. That's, that comes is in. where it's at right now. So, you know, they, and they didn't think that that. Would, yeah, again, they wrote it for however many people. They wrote it because they were under rule of another fucking empire and they wanted to separate themselves. It aristocracy. No. Aristocracy. Yeah, whatever it is. Whatever it was. Yeah. It 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 was. Again, just fucking 300 years ago. Like, it doesn't translate very well into modern times. Well, if I could raise you in the conspiracy thing, like, you know, if we let if we let machines dictate how we should live, like, how, how would they have it? What would be legal? What would not be legal? Like, I love to see machines that calculate the data of all the constitutions on the planet, of all the civilizations, and, and, and then make a, a projection of, like, look, humans, if this is what you're really after, this well, is here's how, how you should live. And what if, like, being a vegan is right? Hey, that's brilliant. No, but uh, if we let the AI, then humans are going to be tribal and be like, well, unplug the motherfucker. But, I mean, what? like, that would be a great... I mean, uh, I don't think you're going to find one solution that's going to appease all people, right? That's Somebody is going to purposefully not be happy just so they can cause, like, a rift or Mm -hmm. have the spotlight on them or whatever it may be. Probably. But yeah, what if you did get like some weird intelligence that took every little constitution and every little thing mm-hmm. out there and was like, yo, if you really are looking for freedom and you're really looking yeah. for rights and this, yeah. this is how it should be. Yeah. Statistically. This is ideal. Yeah. This is as where it works it over here. Be. This is where it works there. Yes. Yeah. The b- best possible outcome. The utilitarian mm-hmm. view of right. how this should be. Right. Right. That'd be crazy. I um, mean, I, I, let's leave it up to let's leave it up to them. To the machines. We're going to blend in with them anyways. I hate to be that guy, but it's but it's true. Do you have any like horizon, like thoughts, like what's coming with AI? What's coming with with? Uh, well, Neuralink is coming. Mm-hmm. That is coming. It's launching this year, right? 2019. Is I feel it? like 2019's got a lot of. Uh, I'm scared. Why? I'm scared because what happens if it gets into the wrong hands? What if? Oh, Neuralink. Yeah. I don't really know too much on Neuralink. I just know that we're going to be able to like process. Do you know who Grimes faster. is? The artist. R.L. Grimes. No, Grimes. Mm-mm. Or her name's Clay Boucher. She's oh, no, she's no, no, dating no. Elon Musk. I don't know if they're still dating, but I think they are. Yeah, uh, little brunette chick, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love her music, and she's. I wish she had an album last year. That would have been my number one. But um, she's dating Elon Musk, and she she made a muse, She made a song recently, kind of just dropped a single, and it was called "Reappreciate Power." And it's like this submission to AI. And I'm like, has she tried the Neuralink? <laughs> and is she like 
look, AI, it's inevitable. Like uh, we we appreciate power. Like you know, whatever you want. Like you guys are dominant, and so we'll, we'll serve you type thing. And and that to me is like, who's already tried it? Who has tried it? If Trump tries it, what does it mean? Um, you know, do you ever see Paul? The movie Paul. Oh, the alien. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like that movie. But there's yeah. moments where he can touch people's foreheads and like give them all the answers. Mm-hmm. Like, is is that what's going to happen if we're if we're tied into Google? Like, won't won't I? Don't I have all the power? Like in a way, like don't I have you think all we'll the no- gi- knowledge? Do you, do you think we'll be given an option to not be connected? Uh, sure. I mean, just like how you have an option not to buy a Tesla. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But how many people do drive a Tesla? Right. So I think a lot of people will use it, and I think they'll be more advantageous to do it. And so I, I'm a little scared because, you know, what if, what if the result is unfavorable to our ideals and dreams? But what if they're favorable to others' ideals and dreams? Which they probably will be. I know. I and don't think Musk would want to pursue this if he didn't think it was a good way to combat AI. The Neuralink? Yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm, uh, I'm anticipating that. I, 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 would you try it? Yeah. Why not? I'm a human. Yeah. In 2019, I'm gonna try some cool shit. You're a cyborg. Am I? Yeah, with the with the uh, <laughs> Once I get according to I... Musk, you know, with the with your iPhone, you're basically a cyborg. Oh, I mean, and that's something that I feel that uh, you obviously didn't have the foresight for back in the fucking 1700s when you know we're planning this all out, like how technology was gonna take over and how technology is gonna evolve. Um, Do you think we have people in American society? who are vastly more intelligent and informed than the founding fathers? To what degree? I feel like it's a different... I I mean, like, surely George Washington was a badass, but surely there's a military person with that kind of experience who who has better insight than George Washington because they have the advantage of time and and technology and technology well, that's see, my that's point a, so surely we can develop something better I mean and that's another thing too like why are we you would hope that with I mean tech technology is probably the biggest uh I would say just thing going on right now right like there's food water there's like I don't really know, I guess, how you would describe it other than a thing, but... The well, Steve Jobs called the computer the bicycle for the mind, right? So it's a tool. The tech, the the way that technology is advancing and being integrated in our lives, and I maybe the internet even, maybe the, the that instant pull of information, that instant knowledge. Mm-hmm. I mean, they say that the average household is 40% connected to the internet, right? I mean, the internet mm-hmm. of things is the new uh, smartphone, right? You mm-hmm. got Alexa, Echo, whatever you want in your home. Mm-hmm walk into your house, shout a bunch of commands, the house does whatever you want. So we're living in the future. This is the fucking future that they were talking about in the 80s. Yeah. Why aren't we using that to solve a lot of the problems that we are having rather than intensify them? I feel yeah. like with the use of social media and like the big thing with Hawaii and the phones and, and or why, however you pronounce it, but the big thing with like China trying to spy on people and now a bunch of rules are being written where we can't buy products from China because there may be this infiltration of like... Hmm. Like you see the possibilities of with technology, you see how intense and how extreme things can be done with certain pieces of technology. Why aren't we using it in a way that's going to uh, just solve a lot of these problems we have, whether it be, uh, you know, adding an AI to to certain uh, everyday processes that make uh traveling better to make you know i know that, that there's the are there are these ideas for like the hyperloop and all these other things but i feel like even with those great ideas people are still shitting on elon musk like mm-hmm. oh he wants to make a hyperloop and it's just going to mm-hmm. be this fucking world ran by robots well 
okay. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be fucking Terminator. It doesn't right. necessarily mean Skynet's going to come and take over. Yeah. But if we at can, one point irrigation was like mind blowing technology, and yeah, I, and yeah. I, I like irrigation. It's pretty good. I like clean water. <laughs> I do. I do. I like to flush my shit down the toilet. Yeah. Yeah. I, I depend on to, that. Yeah. Yeah. People used to have to go into a separate fucking building outside of your house to take a shit. That's right. I don't know if people know that, but <laughs> that's a fact. Some people still do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm pro technology, man. I think it I think it could benefit humans as well. I hope it does. Uh, it's just a matter of who's in charge. Elon Musk said something on that notorious Joe Rogan podcast, which broke the internet at the time. Oh. He, he said um, that human beings, like their id and their primal instincts, are what is the most prevalent prevalent in um, in what the internet exploits. So basically, like tits and ass. Um, Violence, like porn, all that. Yeah, shit, yeah, the stuff from the hippocampus or whatever part of the brain it is, that is the most primal. Is what's it's is what is controlling like you know uh, behaviors and patterns. And so I think that's why it's not in inherently in the most favorable uh, utilitarian ways to benefit mankind. Uh, in a lot of ways, it is. In a lot of ways, but in a lot of ways, people are just like you know. Um, getting angry at each other because of it which i don't think is going to be very it's not going to age well i took you know i think people are going to look back and be like man i was fucking a pussy about a lot of shit oh yeah yeah, yeah. and i can't wait till i just want to fast forward to that man it's like dude don't what, what do you care so much about why do you care so much about you know stuff that does not concern you do you and that's a big thing too i think that with the 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 access to information that we have and the access to other people's lives that we have it disconnects people from their own lives it disconnects people from what they're really trying to accomplish and maybe that's why they are getting it's offended. a distraction it is mm-hmm. and maybe you know like you say you just go to show up you go to show up put in work uh you know when you talked about your 2018 you talked about your family being strong you talked about making moves and 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 uh progressing there are a lot of people out there that probably can't really reflect on their life in 2018, but they definitely know who was getting shit on on Instagram. They definitely right. know who the hottest fucking album of the year was. They yeah. definitely know all this other nonsense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how much do they really did they really pay attention to themselves? Yeah. How much did they really pay attention to what they really wanted out of it and what they're yeah. where they're trying to go rather right. than being bogged down by all this static mm-hmm. that's coming in from yeah these other channels? You know? Yeah, I bet you anything. If you were to, if we somehow knew those numbers, it, it would startle people. How many people are not trying to build their dreams or live their best life or trying to, you know, leave a better world behind. I don't think most people are. I think most Americans anyways are um, consumers and bred to be. Yeah, and that's an American thing for sure, I I think. think So so I was, over the Christmas break, uh, I won't name names, uh, but... This means uh, I might know this person? Just kidding. No, you don't. I just don't know if they're going to listen to this or not. Um, But I heard this was an actual... I, I told someone that they were living their truth right yeah i have stickers say live your truth i say it all the time and uh a person goes we're playing the pronoun game so he goes he goes i don't like when people say live your truth and i go why and he goes because what if someone's not that's almost like offensive like I can't live my truth. You don't think I'm living my truth? What does that mean? You don't think that I'm actually living my what best am I a fucking life? Drone buddy. And I was like, so you like? I was like, do you think people get offended by it? And he goes, oh, people have to. Like, you could definitely say live your truth to the wrong person. Like, they could take that the wrong way. I was like, I tell people to live their truth all the fucking time, and mm-hmm. I've never had anybody mm-hmm. fucking come at me sideways about it sure. ever. And to me, I was like, 
you're more concerned with how somebody may react to something. You're looking at at the uh, you're looking at the very very small downside as opposed to the upside. And was that even a downside to look at like that? When and it's and if it was a downside, like if somebody did react that way, well, he's was programmed like, and conditioned to and you know to to look at the the faults and things. You know, it's cognitive dissonance. Okay, that's a good way of putting it. Did you ever see that uh, when cognitive dissonance was described to me, it was there's a fox looking up at a tree and it has grapes on top of the tree. The fox wants the tree. The fox is, but it's so, it's too high. And the fox is like, eh, like the grapes are probably sour anyways. I don't want them. That's cognitive dissonance. When you make an excuse for yourself to not want the thing that you want, when like the fox could figure it out to get the grapes, that eh, they're probably bitter anyways. It's like trying to poo-poo on the... On the live your truth, it's like, yeah, but one person out of five million may, it's like, what? okay, sure, but can you agree that like the, it, inherently it's positive? Can you agree that more more people can benefit from that? Like, it, like doesn't one... it do more good than not? Like, can, can you agree with that? And I feel like if the... And, and why does the offense, the offensiveness, like, overrule all of that? Let's say everybody's on an even keel as far as feelings go and emotions, right? They're not triggered by anything in particular. Okay. And you do say, live your truth to somebody. The people that I think are going to have a bad reaction to that are maybe someone that are having, that, it's somebody that's having like a shitty day, right? What do you fucking mean by live your truth? Yeah. Whoa, dude. I just, like, wh- what do you really want to do in life? I want to do this and this. Cool, man. Like, are you happy? Do you want to be happy? Do you want to be like self-sufficient? Do you want to do whatever? Yeah. Go do that. It's like, your you, truth, not the truth, not my truth. It's yeah, your truth. it's your truth. Like, yeah. what is your... If somebody was to ever be offended by that for whatever reason, it would be probably because they didn't understand where it was coming from, yeah. right? Or maybe they had some self-doubt or they had something going on in their life that they weren't happy with. So the word truth or live it or it just irked them the wrong way. Mm-hmm. I can see that. But to actively like defend that scenario when that's a one in a million type of, mm-hmm. in my opinion, one in a million yeah. people is being offended by somebody saying live your truth. Uh. Really? Like, if even that. Right. Who would be offended by that? I can't really... I, I don't know, but I will say that, like, everything offends everybody. Maybe somebody in prison, probably. Dude, me, <laughs> me just saying I'm a Christian offends half the world, mm-hmm. and that's fine. Mm. Me saying that I'm pro-life offends half the world. Me saying I'm pro-choice offends half the world, so nobody's right. What are You're you? going to offend somebody. What are you? Are you pro-life or pro-choice, Knives? I, uh, On the spot. Me, here's the example I bring. So, and this is like... Y- y- this is me. You really don't have to answer. <laughs> this is my version of, of uh, you said, like, imagine everybody with the same, like, emotional, right? Yeah, flatline. So uh, imagine you, Brian, yeah. are at an abortion clinic, mm-hmm. and uh, it's on fire. Okay. And it's going to burn down, and you have 10 seconds uh, to run out of there. And as you're running out down this narrow hallway, you hear a, a four-year-old child crying, and you say, oh, my gosh, I'm not alone. You open the door next to you, and there's a child alone crying. But to the left of the child is a vat of 10,000 embryos, and you can only take one out of the burning building. Which one do you take out? The child. Why? Because it's alive. (laughs) So that's where I stand. That's where I stand. That's where I stand. Um, That's where I stand. Uh, and like oh maybe that's a straw God. man. 
Maybe it's a straw man, but that's where I stand. Okay. Perfect. And that seems very, um, I think most people would say that. Yeah. You're going to have some SJWs be like, on the contrary, what about, you know, whatever. What but if those 10,000 members? What if they were fucking Beyonce and Jay-Z's 10, children? Hmm? Yeah. Whatever. Let's talk about hip-hop. All right, we can talk about hip-hop. I actually want to discuss the This Rogan. was an f- amazing year <laughs> for hip-hop, wasn't it? I think it was, yeah. Um, right, yeah let's go into the music now. I, was, I figured that'd be a good way to end the, how 2019 was. 18. Or 2018 was. Yes, with. Um, but yeah, I wanted you to show me what your top 10 were in the music. Sure. I have a couple people doing their top fives or whatever. Yeah. It may have you, and I'm going to put that up on the website. But uh, my, my past uh, projects and jobs that I've done, um, I, I did do a... Uh, called I Hate the Scene, Scene Radio. It was an independent underground music podcast for a long time. Oh, cool. Uh, you still have so, those episodes up? Uh, they're out there somewhere, yeah. I think oh, on like, so YouTube. Cool. Uh, it's not active anymore. The guy that I did it with, he lives in San Antonio, Matt. Shout out, Matt. Um, but he, he, yeah, me and him were in bands together growing up and just really into the music. And he was in radio. I jumped on board with him and we did that for, for quite some time. And we always did like a top five, like a, That's a cool. you know? Yeah. And so I wanted to keep the tradition. I've reached out to people that I've, I've worked on it with before. Um, and then you, I mean, I know you're, you're very well versed, so I'd like to go with your, t- your top 10. Cause I know uh, you have your top you know, 10. Well, well, thank you for assuming that I'm very well versed. Uh, I appreciate that. You want to talk about music? Yeah. Let's yeah, do yeah. this. Let's do, I do five, you do five, I do okay. four, you do four. And then we'll, we'll do our uh, top. Oh, do you want to do that? Yeah. yeah or can. should I do all mine first? No, no, no. We can do that. We okay. Can just go back and forth real quick. So let's do that real quick. And uh, this is for 2018 top albums. Yeah. Because uh, if there's anything for me personally that gets me through a lot, uh, whether it be uh, a hard time, a struggle, a challenge, music always gets me through that. And I think that that's... 100%. Uh, yeah. I th- I, music now is weird, too. Very weird, especially since anybody can make music. So it's kind of hard to cipher through these weird filters of what's really you know happening and with the top five, I want it to be why it was the top five to you. I'm not okay. looking for critically acclaimed, yeah, anything like that. I don't do that. What did this music do for you to restore that order in your life, that balance, so mm-hmm. you made it through? Yeah. So I'll start with number five uh, was Kids See Ghosts. Did that make your top five? It did. What number? Um, Should we wait to talk about it then? And I can go to your number five. Um, no, I can, we can talk about it now. That's okay. Fine. Go. Um, it's not something I even knew that I wanted. It, it was a good summer. I will say that when Kanye's tweet of like June 1st, June whatever, and just released all these out, a new Nas and all that, which I had no idea he was working on, was like a good, like I think Kanye's very good at the, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, you're welcome. Like he's very good at that kind of, like that's how he delivers his products. And so even though he pissed off a lot of people, which is what he does, he's also like, oh, by the way, me and Cuddy are doing something cool. Like I never thought I'd, I'd see that. And uh, I didn't know what to expect when I heard that record and I fell in love with it immediately. It's its own sound. It's not even hip hop, really. I will say that the the first track, star, uh, what is it? Feel the Love, I believe. Yeah, with uh, And it's, on, it's only seven. I, I really wish Kids See Ghosts, the band, was Pusha, Cuddy, and Kanye. That would be an unfuckwithable unit. Like, that would be the new thing. And I, I oh my God, I'd, I'd want to see them more than I'd want to see, like, Eminem or something. But, um, that would be the thing. So that record, I listen to a lot of music this year. I I would say the thing that I consume the most is sound. Like whether oh, if yeah. it's podcasts, I invested in the YouTube premium, so now I can listen to YouTube videos and turn off my phone. And so I listen to a lot of you know long form content that way because I drive like four hours a day every single day. This record, I would blast it. It kept me through. Um, 
Reborn, it was had like a, an anthem like quality to it. And uh, when I go back and think of 2018, if I want to tap back into the summer of 2018, mm-hmm. I just got to put that record on. I agree with you. Um, that's probably my number one. Really? It is. Uh, and wow. the, the reason being is uh, just the whole vibe. Like, I, uh, I got real into. Um, I just got into the the vibe that the album gave. I've listened to it while I've worked out. I've listened to it while I've like meditated. I've listened to it while I was doing homework in the background. My girlfriend loves it. Uh, I was torn between putting Daytona on my top five mm-hmm. in place of Yay, mm. and I don't really know if if as your number five. Uh, no, just in the top in five. The t- wow. Yeah, I so I did a list. I okay. went through probably at least sixty albums. Okay, at least one full playthrough intently, like yeah. listening to it. Why yeah. music is big in my life. Oh hell yeah. Um, and I don't even think I'm on your level. I this it, like I went through my Spotify, like my stats, and this yeah. was my most played album. Uh, Kitsy Ghost. Yep, yep. So that's so why it's my number one. My number one is because it was my most played too. Uh, so I, I let the algorithm decide. Yeah, and I just yeah. it I wasn't mad at it. Like I went yeah. through the list and I saw the statistics and I was like, it makes sense because every time <laughs> I listened to it, I enjoyed it. Um, let me ask you, uh, seven tracks is so that fulfilling whole, for you? The whole good and this is where this is why it was hard for me to either put that or yay in. I really liked yay. Uh, the whole good summer I think was brilliant. Uh, the seven tracks, five albums. Although the chicks album had eight. Um, you know, and I, I was anticipating Nas's to be a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I think that the Good Summer is like an entity on its own. I think I that the Kanye being able to do that with the people he did it with, uh, it's it stands by itself as its own entity. But if I have to pick one of the albums out of it, Kitsy Ghost is it because I do like the combination. Mm-hmm. Um, even like Pusha being on it, I think mm-hmm. that that was that was powerful in itself. In itself, yeah. Um, and. You know, I, I can't say that I'm a huge Kid Cudi fan. I, I mean, I am a Kid Cudi fan, but is yeah. he one of my favorite artists? No. Yeah. Kanye it isn't necessarily one of my favorite artists, but I love Kanye just it. for it being Kanye and what he's doing. And I enjoy that ride. I enjoy being a Kanye fan and seeing yeah. what he's doing. Yeah. Um, so I think it was just a beautiful mix. Um, the I felt that Ghost Town... Mm-hmm. On Ye should have been the eighth track on Kitsy Ghost. Mm-hmm. I feel like that blended almost perfectly. Yeah, I agree. that would maybe make it like a perfect album if it had Ghost Town on it. Yeah, Ghost Town should have been given like the single treatment. Yeah, with the music video and yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, and then maybe been there was like no a... promotion for any of this if you think about it in a mainstream sense. No, like there... I think uh, if you but know, does you Kanye know. Need it? Does he, uh, does he need I, promotion? I mean, like, he does, is does Drake need it? But he had it. I'll be on Twitter and mm. I'll go through and I'll fucking look at one of the, like when him when he went off on Drake like two weeks ago and yeah. was fucking going crazy. Yeah, yeah. Every fucking second, there's like ten new hearts, ten new whatever. I oh, mean, he yeah. doesn't need ten k new hearts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is his pro- own promotion. That's true. Um, You're you know, right. him saying at the last minute he was gonna drop four or five albums with who he was gonna drop them with was yeah. People couldn't wait. People were like, oh you're shit, right. and it was I a month right. a month away. You've got you know Pusha's album, and yeah. then a week later you've got fucking uh did yay come out first? yeah it did right yeah yeah and then kids see ghost yeah so you were or getting maybe some... it was kids and then yay because i, I like think i recall was... daytona coming out and then kids see ghost come out and then the first track had pusha and so it felt like it was like a cohesive thing okay right okay. i think i remember that feeling i could be wrong did you like yeezus like how are you yeezus yeah i love i love yeezus i feel that's i feel that's kanye's best album uh, wow and so you're that guy i do i do uh and Dude, I, I love on site I felt like uh, Blood on the Leaves is, is probably one of my favorite songs of all time. For sure. Uh, I feel like 
it was I feel like Kids See Ghosts I feel like all of Good Summer was like almost an alter ego to Yeezus but hmm. it couldn't be done on one album does that make sense wow there was uh, I don't know if you know his one like one of his producer writer guys Sci uh, High the God I don't know if you uh, or is I it Sci High no not Sci High the God it's Sci High something else I, t- I take that back sorry guys um, but he, I think he had alluded that there was once upon a time like a, a sort of mix that that was on Spotify that if you find it, uh, it's it's a Yeezus two, and so I think a Yeezus two was sort of in the works, and so th- I think that there's it, it bears some truth to what you're talking about. Obviously, he wanted to maintain that vibe in a way, so I, yeah, it, it's possible. I think yeah, and I I. I... I don't want to talk about that particular album just too much. The Kids See Ghost, it it was to me an embodiment of what creating your own music, creating you know, and the Kid Cudi Kanye like separation for a while was yeah. kind of weird, and then them yeah. getting back together. I know that Feel the Love had a lot of the yeah that was the emotional part to it, yeah. right? And them getting back together, I just felt like that was it could have been I mean, I, I'm not, well, obviously wasn't in the room while they were recording and putting all this together but to me that was two like buddies that were like friends they maybe had like a little tiff and I've been through this and I think maybe that's why mm. it connected with me a lot mm. I've had friends that's that cool. I You're maybe so in this. I love distanced it. myself with a little bit yeah. you know and then we get back together and it's just like bro it was stupid I'm sorry we were mad I'm sorry mm. I felt like that's what the album was bro I, I cried and they were there to make the best song I don't know if it was Sacramento or what but I cried when Kanye brought Cuddy onto oh, yeah. the Life of Pablo stage and they hugged it out mm-hmm. and it was like cool alright cool why are you guys hating each other like you guys you guys uh, I don't know it's kind of like Jay-Z and Kanye when they first started you yeah. know you guys are that and we need that team Yeah. so I guess we spent a lot of time on that but that is your number one Yeah. so yeah. that's cool what's your number five uh, my number five was the uh, Emery, Emery album that I sent you, Eve. Wow. Um, they're more of like an indie post-hardcore band. Uh, they used to be really, really heavy like back in the day, but obviously they're just growing up and being a little bit more mature. And uh, To me, it kind of blends their older sounds with like this newer, more adult sound. Um, a lot of the bands that I used to listen to that were heavy or kind of growing up, Thrice is one of them, and I sent you their yeah. album. They're I remember my, Thrice. They're my favorite band of all time. Wow. And I... Excluded. Have that you album. seen them like ten times? Oh yeah, I just saw them. They were out here in uh, like September. <laughs> oh cool. I saw them. That's cool. Um, I separated that album from the top five just because there's bias there because I love Thrice. But yeah, them it's going to be your number one every year. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah whenever they do some. Mm-hmm. Uh, but them too, they've grown up a lot, and that's why Emery took the spot because I feel that they just they had a beautiful album. It's 15 songs. Everything's different, but it also has like just this seamless blend. You can listen to it on shuffle, mm-hmm. you can listen to it in, a, in in order, and it and it do that. So. That was my number five. Uh, your number four? Um, my number four was, okay, so this was a year I, I discovered, and I guess a lot of people did because he kind of broke, uh, even bigger maybe, was uh, Post Malone's Beer Bogs and Bentley's. Mm. What do you think about Post Malone? Um uh, so I, I respect him. Uh, rumor is he was uh, trying out to be a guitar player for a band I used to listen to. I believe oh, it wow. was Escape the Fate, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I could be wrong there, though. Um, Post Malone, I think, is a... Do you know who... You know Skrillex, obviously, yeah. right? Do you know that he was also in a band from first to last? He's actually gotten back with them recently and wrote a couple so- written a couple songs with them. Oh, wow. Uh, but he used to be in a hardcore band called From First to Last. Okay. Um, before he became Skrillex. His name's Sonny Moore. And... Uh, hmm. That I think Post Malone is that of okay. like this generation. I guess he was super into music, great musician, yeah, yeah, beautiful musician. Yeah. Um, if there's anybody that's living his truth, fucking Post Malone. I think Post Malone's truth. living his truth. Yep. I will say that. Not I, mad at him. I have some friends that 
um, are big Post Malone fans and they'd always like share his content. And I was just like, I don't know if I'm if uh, this is for me. And they're like, just hear this record. And I was like, okay. And so his first record is called Stony. I think it's better than Beer Bogs and Bentleys, but that was like the that was you know. Uh, when I think of when I look back at 2018, like I'm gonna remember this record. It had Rockstar on it. That was like huge this year. And I remember I looked up Post Malone. Didn't know what he looked like. Didn't know what he sounded like. I didn't even know what he was. Like he could have been like Mumford and Sons for all I knew. And I saw on Spotify that he had like a billion and a half streams. And I was like, what the mother fuck? Like who is how what? And it was Rockstar featuring. Uh, 21 Savage and I heard it and I was like I have heard this song like at gyms. commercials yeah. like Sprite commercials yeah. I have it. heard this song exactly and I was like dude this is uh, the Smells Like Teen Spirit of right now really? 100% I'm it, also not a big Nirvana fan okay so. I, I was as a kid but after the fact like 10 years after Kurt Cobain died and the reason why I say that is like I think it, with, with today's world if a band like Nirvana was huge if Nirvana's Nirvana mania happened right now I think it would be met with so much cynicism and so much that guy, so much fuck that band. They sound like noise. When uh, you mentioned Skrillex, when Dubstep came around, I was very open-minded to it because you know I was like a a death metal um, kid growing up, and you know I was into you know hardcore as well and a bunch of stuff that people were like that sounds like noise and very yeah. dismissive about. And I was like, uh, you're just old, you know. I, that was kind of always my response was you just don't kind of get this. This is art, you know. It sounds beautiful. Even something like Cannibal Corpse, I was like. This is unrivaled in terms of technicality, and I appreciate that, and it's really misunderstood. And so I was very lenient, even though I don't love EDM. Like I'm, I'm very open to it because like it's like a new counterculture thing. And with Post Malone, I was like, dude, this is this is like a new Kurt Cobain in that I think people want to like he is so insanely crazy huge, but he's also tremendously gifted, and people want to discount that. And this record was in, uh, indicative of that, of just like. He had very poppy songs that were folky, that were hip hoppy, that were mumble corey. I mean, a mumble rappy or whatever, sound cloudy. And it's like I think that it's kind of polluting the air, the mainstream airwaves in a positive. Like it's gonna make, it's gonna make new artists and new acts that otherwise couldn't get that attention now have that attention. Like even though I don't like a Lil Pump, like someone like him can now be taken seriously, or like a Travis Scott, you know, can now be taken seriously because of someone like a Post Malone who basically broke in with a white audience. Did Astroworld make your top five? No. No? Um, Did it make yours? No, no. Uh, but I do like Travis Scott. Uh, there's a... I like that about Post Malone, although I feel like when you bring up, like, little pumps and... Lil Zans and all that. There's, like, a there's a line, man. There's a line that's that's got to be... Uh, represented well, you know? And I feel like you don't see Post Malone in like a lot of controversy or a lot of like issues going on outside because true. I feel he's a true artist. I feel I agree. he understands that he's just I in it to to tell make stories. it as an artist, tell stories. Yeah. Uh, you know, he does fucking his little acoustic shows yeah. where he'll have fucking 50 people there. He's very into just being the artist. And then I feel that there's these guys like Little Pump, Little Xan that are oh, maybe- uh, six nine. Oh, I don't know how you feel about him. Uh, but he had a year. I don't like him. Yeah, I don't like him either. I mean, not personally. I don't know him, but I mean, music-wise, nothing for me there. Same. Um, I saw his video he did with Nicki Minaj, or was it Cardi B? Okay. Where he's like in like a rainbow 
there's like a I just I didn't get it and now he's in like trouble so I, I mean I still remember from our last podcast oh gosh I think you said it on air on oh, air mind maybe you didn't say it on air I take it back what you just said something about Cardi B and you're like there I think there's something kind of hot about her oh fucking we also <laughs> New Year's Eve I was at my friend's party we were at a party and uh, they put on that new video she's got I haven't seen she's it. just fucking money right banging yeah 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 and fucking talking about like in morning sex and boarding jets and all this other nonsense fucking banging in the video and my buddy's girlfriend uh put it on she's the one that she loves cardi b and she's like the illuminati got her oh the illuminati got her and she starts freaking out and she's like look at it and like all the symbolism in the music video Mm. and it's just cardi b being fucking cardi b dude she's banging oh cool Mm. but no i just six nine uh that to me is that's a mess that's nonsense that's your that blurs the line of artistry and just uh like being the like level nine troll class clown yeah, yeah just being obnoxious and being like you have the following and you have people that support you because yeah maybe you do have some talent and maybe you do have some realm of musicality that you're good at but you're 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 letting other things overshadow that mm-hmm. whether it be controversy you know the fucking underage thing like why you you know uh, one of the biggest things and this is kind of off topic but in the same realm one of the biggest things that kind of hit me this year i don't know why i was obsessed with it but was uh x dying and i watched that i watched the video of him in the car i've seen the video oh dude and i think that's what hooked me i was like fuck that's a dead body right there and that's a kid that was that was that had the whole world ahead of him coming up you know had his issues that did ask for it he did ask for it did ask for it and that's you know that's something that it it that's a prime example of what could have been maybe somebody that actually did turn themselves around and make themselves better or maybe not maybe he would have just kept going down his hole and end up in prison and end up dead you know maybe that that would have been his fate regardless um but that's to me was really like hey there this isn't like a game for a lot of people that's right and i think a lot of people are approaching it like a game a lot of people are approaching it where it's just they don't have to take it serious they can do whatever they want they start getting the fame they start making stupid decisions and you're losing at that point you're losing sight of of what it what being an artist really means you'll Mm -hmm. i doubt you'll ever see post malone in a controversy I doubt you'll right. ever and, see and, until his time is up and people want to take him down. Yeah, or, and then or have be an like, excuse, and, yeah. and then they'll be like with his antics that he's being applauded for right now. Then they'll use that against him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or uh, yeah, like really, what can you say about about Kanye other than he just says crazy shit sometimes? But he fucking never. You don't see your sexual assault charges from Kanye. You don't hear mm-hmm. fucking you know abuse. None of that. You don't. Right. You know because he. I don't think he he's wise enough to not get caught up in that nonsense. Right. I agree. Where you have the artists that are in it for the clicks and the likes and the yep. bitches and the, they just so happen that they can also rap. Mm-hmm. That's that line. Yeah. I think that to the untrained eye and to the uninitiated in terms of music, I think people might associate all that baggage with Post Malone just from his appearance alone. But no, he's he's a really talented dude. And I, think I so. And so I, I was happy to discover him and it, and it reminded me of like, kind of made me feel young again of like, this is what the kids are listening to right now. It's not that bad. Like it's not, it's not trash. You know, it's not... Six nine. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Number four for you. Uh, Napoleon's. Um, I believe it's. I'm fucking spacing on the name right now. Uh, but that band Napoleon. I said, yeah, Epiphany. I don't know why I didn't think of that. Uh, Napoleon. There's the hardcore band out of uh, the UK. Um, it, this is another like emotionally attached album. Uh, they're very. Their opening track. Uh, he says, uh, "I really wish I could reinvent myself." Mm-hmm. And it's like this call to be something better and this call to just 
basically changes ways and to me that's I think everybody you know everybody kind of has these pitfalls that they go that they fall into and uh, image identity crisis maybe image issues you know I think when you're younger if you're I at least felt this way uh, maybe didn't have like the best click in school so changing schools I thought was a way that I could like oh, wow. reinvent myself you know wow yeah um, so I think it speaks to kind of that emotional point it's a very <clears throat> emotional album but it's all screaming and they're just a good band I love them uh, and it, it was an album that kind of came out un- unexpectedly not I mean they obviously announced it but when it hit a lot of people got into it and uh, that's what made me really pay attention and listen to it uh, they also have a song, track three, namespace me right now, but uh, I'm actually getting a tattoo with those lyrics on me just because it, the lyrics are uh, put up a fight, keep shining bright because dreams can come to life. I'm not going to get that whole thing on me, but uh, and that that to me is important. I think that's a 2018 kind of in a nutshell. Like there were a lot of obstacles, a lot of challenges people were throwing out there. And really the only way that you're going to be able to get through it or keep shining is to fight, man. Mm-hmm. And the the fight with me just because I mix martial arts and I'm into that as well. Uh, it's important, man. You know, I, I've I've been beat up and 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 had to fight and had literally. to do yeah, literally, and to to win or lose. You if you can really get out of something and felt like you gave it your all and and really yeah. put in your efforts, you there's no disappointment. That's a victory. You know, there's no reason to look back and say that you didn't achieve something. And I think people need to do that a lot man I think that that's something that people lose sight of fight or flight isn't something that I think people pay attention to a lot You're which right. is kind of a weird topic but man you triggered me with a lot of things let me ask you something uh, that was your number four what's yours uh, well, well I'll ask what you're gonna ask, yeah. I, I, what I was going to say is um, if somebody out there on the street sees you jamming and they ask you hey man like what kind of music are you into what, how do you break that down to him because you, you listen to everything I do I uh, what do you tell them and they'll be like, yeah, 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 you listen to everything, but but like what? And what are like the, 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 the main things that come to you? I mean, I'm definitely uh, rock. Like, I play guitar. Like, I'm rock. Rock music. I, I want to maybe lean towards metal, the heavier stuff. I'm very big on like heavy, uh, powerful, epic sounding shit. Um, like what? Iced Earth or something? <laughs> Iced Earth. No. Um, I just gave my age away. Go on. <laughs> yeah, Iced Earth ain't bad. Um... I've, I'll sum it up in like my number two. My okay, number two cool. My number two. Uh, one thing I wanted to say, just because you also triggered me with the, that quote, because I, I mean, I think that was, that was really powerful. Uh, do you watch BoJack Horseman? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I think I tweeted this on, on January 1st, but uh, is that season two finale? Uh, um, this, uh, an actual, literally, mo- a literal monkey, so people are going to be like, a monkey? But, uh, a, if you a, haven't seen BoJack Horseman, <laughs> yeah, all animals. An people. actual <laughs> monkey person, <laughs> like BoJack's running and he's trying to get into shape. And it's just like that quote that you mentioned about like having, having to fight, right? And he's trying to run and he passes out and he's just like, oh, I, I hate running. It's too much, whatever. And there's this monkey who's like an old man. He's got like a big beard, like this baboon looking gentleman. And he tells him, he tells <laughs> him, because he's like a baboon, but like he has gentleman, a beard. Of course. But he's a gentleman. And you can tell he's, he's older and he tells BoJack, it gets easier. And he's running, right? He's like, it gets easier. Every day it gets a little easier, but you got to do it every day. That's the hard part, but it does get easier. And that to me is so simple. It's so fucking simple. And uh, I'd get a tattoo of that myself of just like, you got to do it every day. That's the hard part, but it does get easier. It it does get easier. You just got to fucking show up. One of my buzzwords, not to deter, but one of my buzzwords is discipline. That's so when I hear it, I got to listen to it a lot. And I think that that's what those quotes kind of instill. And I also read something that if you if you're doing a New Year's resolution to work out, mm-hmm. don't hit fucking January first and have that be your fucking strongest lift day. Run half a mile. Run until you're tired and then mm-hmm. stop. I like that. And then the next day, run Ooh. until you're tired again. 
Yeah. Next day, run until just until you're tired. You don't have to fucking die. You don't have to be sore the next day. Yeah. But as long as you're out there, just the discipline. As long as you're yeah. out there doing it, your second week, I mm-hmm. bet you you run twice as long as you did your first day, right? Oof, and then work. if you're chalking that up, you're making success. But people, again, they get distracted. They lose sight they of do. that. Discipline's important. Your number four. Uh, number three or number three sorry. was uh, Logic's. Okay, Logic released two albums in 2018. They both made my top ten. The one that I thought was better was uh, Bobby Tarantino three, which was technically I guess, he called it a mixtape. He had. I mean, a, that's technically what Tarantino two. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. They weren't like his official. Bobby Tarantino three is like is spammed constantly in my house. Like okay. my daughter knows the <laughs> words to 44 more, which is like one of the greatest tracks of the year in my opinion. Um, every day. And there's just so many tracks. I, we saw Logic live uh, last year as well, and he crushed it. I feel like that that guy's gonna be a star, you yeah, know. Like you look at that, is. you know. What I mean, look at that kid, and you're just like, dude, that guy's got it. He's gonna be a Drake one day if he doesn't fuck it up, which I don't think he will. And uh, I don't need to spend too much time on that album, but I just thought it came out so early. It came out March 2018, and it's just. I mean, I heard the fuck, the living fuck out of it. I think the. I, I really enjoyed that album too, the opening track where it's the dialogue and mm-hmm. like, no, I Rick want that. I want, yeah, I want yeah. the Bobby Tarantino shit. Like, yeah. the, give me that shit, R- Morty, give me it. Yeah, yeah. Like, that <laughs> is the, that is, I think, his career, unfortunately, is you're going to get like those hardcore fans yeah. that are like, oh, the mixtapes are the best, the Tarantino yeah, is what's yeah. good, not yeah, the yeah, fucking yeah. suicide hotline number, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I love Logic. Yeah, no, that was a great album. Cool. It was. Your number three, sir. Um, my number three was uh, Taboo by Denzel Curry. Mm, I've yeah. heard of it. No, you don't know Denzel Curry? I don't. Should I? I believe so. Uh, I think he's one of the... Uh, he's like... I, I don't know. I don't want to call him alternative because I don't like that word. Um, it's problematic. But the name of the album's Taboo. Like he just mm. talk, he, he speaks real on the album. Uh, if you don't know him, it's kind of hard to really paint that picture. But mm. he's just a phenomenal hip-hop artist. Mm. Um yeah, Denzel Curry, Taboo. It's a very powerful album. Dude, I'm so ashamed. Uh, I discovered J. Cole last year. Really? Yeah. Just last year? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know, it was like a word. I don't know. I don't know. I'm ashamed. Like, where has this guy been my entire life? So you mentioning this guy, something tells me later this year, I'm going to be like, bro, Denzel Curry, bro. And you're going to be like, uh, fucking yeah. Yeah. Uh, he... I was kind of I mean a lot of hip hop albums I was that was my hardest selection was between the hip hop albums because there's a lot of good ones this year uh, you know Mick Jenkins is no Mick Jenkins also had a really good hip hop album Brockhampton cool. do you listen to Brockhampton sounds familiar but no oh, okay I'll give you a list I'll cool. give you a list of stuff yeah please do what was your number, number two right number two was uh, Pusha T's Daytona okay now I thought this entire year when I first heard it I was like this is the best this is the record of the year I was like this it's this one and I thought that all the way till until Spotify told me, well, that's the, that's the record you've heard the second most. And I was like, really? Well, then it's my number two. You were you were battling me a little bit with that Daytona Kids See Ghost thing. Yeah, we have yeah. Some- uh, I mean, Daytona, I, dude, it is a listen from beginning to end. Put on any track. I always think like, is this the best album of the year? And then um, I think the song's called. L- hard piano and rick ross's verse comes in and i'm like motherfucker man like i'm gonna put this on record saying like i think rick ross like i, I think notorious big has got nothing on rick ross i think he's eclipsed him in every sense and i don't i don't know if he'll, if he has that credit right now but he's a living legend and he deserves all that clout uh we're good and uh <laughs> yeah, i saw that happens all the time and I just think that record from beginning to end is amazing. Uh, I'm grateful for it. It was the year of Pusha T in every sense. 
he bodied Drake in their their beef. Yeah, he did. He came out on top even over Ye. Like he maintained more face over Ye. Um, I just hope, man. I hope. I, he says he's got another record supposedly coming out in January 2019. Uh, I'll be there. One of my one of my first when I really got into hip hop, which my buddy Matt, the I did the the music podcast with. Um, he got me into hip hop back in like. 2006 2007 when no i mean earlier than that because we were in high school together and i graduated 2005 so uh oh, but you're, he, you're a little older than me i didn't know that uh yeah i'm 31 yeah i just turned 31 yeah. ha- happy birthday thanks well september but thanks <laughs> i take that back uh yeah no birthdays um so i was a big clips fan oh, wow. uh and then when he, when he started doing his uh i i saw pusher when he did uh hard hard summer wow and back when he was doing like his dubstep stuff oh wow um and to me, that was it was different. I didn't really follow him too much, but I still liked him because he was part of Clips, and I still liked the whole, you know, the the that backstory to me was big. Him and his brother, and it, it, so to see him come back, and then the way he came back, I loved it. I mm-hmm. did like Daytona a lot. Um, I when he released the album cover, mm-hmm. Winnie's bathroom. Mm-hmm. That's when I knew shit was about to go down. Shit was about to go down. Yeah. He released, and what kind of irked me a little bit is Kanye also released a picture of his the doctor. The, uh-huh. the, the they said like, he was going to do that. Yeah, dude, and but I we was, never got that record. I see. I thought that was just going to be the. Yeah, I thought that was oh, going to be thought, his album cover. I just thought that was going to be the album cover. I see, I you know. See. Well, he had a whole other album, Yandy, a whole right? other tracks. Yeah, Yandy well, before Yandi, really? that uh, he showed Charlemagne like this whole other thing that he was going to do, and then the TMZ thing came out. 400 years of slavery was a choice yeah. thing and then so he designed yay and then on the way to the premiere took that photo and that was the album cover yeah yeah so but i would have liked uh i guess the doctor I, if you want to call him responsible for his mom's death there was that but um you thought you did you think that kind of trumped uh, D- the detona cover somehow or no i just i i i thought shit was gonna get real real when i yeah. and they both yeah when he was like yo this is my album cover and then yeah. you knew that uh whitney's bathroom was gonna be push's album cover and you were just like oh dang they're not pulling any punches like they're yeah. they're in it to make a statement uh and i do believe that that's one of the albums of the year for sure uh mm-hmm. it just didn't make my top five but i love it i think that it it is a you know in the first track you know you know because he he just he he almost didn't even have to work to come back he smashed drake right and i mm-hmm. guess that was like his his in like he was mm-hmm. allowed back into the room for whatever whatever room he was out of for a while but he was allowed back into the room because he smashed on drake and it just it was a flawless album for sure i like it i enjoy it i remember daytona came out the album cover people were outraged whatever Fucking he had this song called infrared where he dissed drake and you know the whole ghostwriting thing the same day, Drake released this thing called Duppy Freestyle, which was like a, a track. I guess he was in the studio, so he had momentum. A track that was to diss Pusha, but as well as Ye. And then a week later, Pusha dropped the story of Adidon, which was about his producer. About that, and also, dude, you you have a son, and you're keeping him a secret, and his mom's a porn star. I see who you create with. I see who you lay with, and that's just like, wow, not for me. And I was just like, this is the most savage like battle I've seen that's bloody and that are shots, chess moves that were going on. And it kind of eclipsed the rest of um, the good summer in a way. And nothing really came back from that. But uh, I really thought that was going to be my number one. But what's your number two? Uh, when the End Begins by Silent Planet. Genre? Uh, hardcore. Yeah, metalcore. Man. Metalcore for sure. Wow. Uh, and it, to me, it encompassed... That's, good. That's a good name. It encompassed... Uh, uh, yeah, so the band's name Silent Planet, and they're all very 
they're I guess considered a Christian band. They're very, very uh, a lot of symbolism with with uh, religious texts. Um, but to me, it encompassed 2018. The opening line to their second track is "Mother, tell me why do the waters make us sick?" Well, I think that's like a well, like it's it's a it's an album. I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, it's it's a all three of their albums kind of coincide with the same theme of just uh, you know we're raping the planet where humans, if you want to call us that, I guess or mm-hmm. whatever we are on the planet, have lost touch with everything else because of whether it be technology uh obsessions whatever it may be and not just here in the states not just america but if there's anything that highlights the losing touch with nature losing touch with life mm-hmm. as a form the united states is mm-hmm. maybe leading that for whatever weird reason right yeah which is how weird and We're convoluted so free it is. And decadent. Just and again the sabotage is just convoluted yeah. man like there's so many different routes you can go down and so many different shit that can just happen and hit the fan that and the fact that it all happens in the u.s and we're still like this poster child for freedom and just ah yeah it's weird so the album is a very dark album um but again there's just there's the songs where there's hope there's the songs where there's hey this may be the end if you want to call it but the heaven that comes after where you really can shine is what's important that's the goal is is getting to that place where you know that you are virtuous in a way or you're making it to that holy land whatever it may be and it may not be Do you the, like that subtext? I do cuz again it goes with that fighting it goes with that it goes with that being the best version of yourself being living your truth like there's gonna be hardships you're gonna go through obstacles and challenges just like everybody else does mm-hmm. there's not an uh, there's not a reason to pay attention to the minuscule things there's not a reason to pay attention to the instagram beef and the you know to us it's relevant because this is the world that we're in this is our realm this is our, our simulation our profession yeah so we do talk about the music and relate it and we relate it to things them as artists they're using their music as a way to say yo Get your fucking shit straight. Get your lives together. Get your 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 priorities in check. Mm-hmm. You know, is what's important. Waking up and checking your feed, or waking up and f- getting your feed. Going out there and, <laughs> and earning your 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 money and taking care of your family and representing yourself properly and your people properly or whatever group you want to represent. Are you doing that to your fullest? Are you really embodying the the virtuous or the 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 uh, you know whatever the self righteous and from the religious aspect? Are you embodying that? Mm-hmm. And if so, if you're not embodying that, what are you going to do to do that? Are you just going to be this paper, this ca- carbon copy that echoes what you see and what you hear? Or are you yeah. actually going to go out there and implement your, your, your beliefs and your values? And, you know, it's just so to me that outside of Kids See Ghost, because I, I feel Kids See Ghost does the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, All these albums are very personal. Yeah. yeah, And I feel that they just... To me, man, I've listened to them all, and they gave me that umph to whatever, get through the day, get through the, inspired me, and I was able to relate it to just a lot of shit that happened this year in terms of of just a vibe, man. I feel like the, I don't know if it's just here in Austin, I feel it wherever I go, really, but there's just this weird, like, looming cloud, I guess, or there was, I don't necessarily feel it now, but I did feel like for a good like chunk of time throughout 2018 that there was just like this darkness yeah where everybody was depressed everybody was kind of yeah. like yeah. lost maybe not sad or darkness but just lost there wasn't like that lighthouse where hey we're yeah. going there this is the goal 
It was just like, oh, we're going to hang out in the fucking waters for the next however long. And, you know, then ships start sinking. People are dying because there's no food. Like, we're not going there. We're not mm -hmm. the where where when did we lose sight of where we're trying to get? Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's a good I'm surprised it's not your number one, man. Again, Kitsy Ghost is it did it a little bit better. Wow. And shorter, too. I mean, and shorter. Yeah. Seven track. I mean, I so uh, is this over. You want to hear it again? Yeah, dude. It's flawless yeah. it, to me. And you can you can listen to it. One to seven, or shuffle it, and it yeah, flows. True. Yeah. What's your favorite track off of Kids See Ghost? Since that was your number one. Probably Fourth Dimension. That's a good one, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Is that <laughs> I, the is that the shine your light on me, set me free? Ooh, ooh, oh, is it that one? Fourth Dimension. No, I thought Fourth Dimension was the. Uh, oh no, I'm thinking of the uh, the montage. Fourth Dimension is. Uh, of the da, Cuddy da, montage, da, da, da. the with the and these see what Santa's bringing with the biggest smile. Oh, oh, oh fuck yeah, yeah yeah. What is Santa bringing? Oh, that's so. I'm chilly. gonna need an intervention for this new dimension. Oh fuck yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I feel like that was like a, like if there's a chorus you can get people like yo this is our gospel. Whoa, that yeah. would be it. That was so what good. Yeah, that's like so that good. to me, like I'm getting what genre is that? I'm goosebumps now, and see, that's just it. Dude. It's, I don't it's know if that is thing. A, it's a Cuddy thing. Did you listen to Cuddy when he was kind of trying to do like that rap rock? Yeah, I forget the name of it, Twisted or whatever he was calling it. Yeah, yeah. Th to me, that was cool, and you were being like exploratory and sounds. Yeah. yeah. But it was missing something. It was missing Kanye. It was missing yeah. Kanye's oomph, his finesse. Yeah. Yeah. His yo, let me worry about doing this. You make your beats, you do yeah. your thing, but let me add my touches to it. Kanye's uh, verse on Fourth Dimension is is yeah, like I may not finish this sentence, and like it's because yeah, if he keeps talking, he's gonna put his fucking foot in his mouth, and he may create yeah. too much chaos for himself. Yeah, but does that even affect Kanye? Probably fucking not. He lives yeah. in the chaos. That's his That's right. world because right. he's able to speak his voice. And then if it, at if all else fails. He can write a song that that just I don't know clears the air. I thought the whole slavery thing, right? When he when he went mm -hmm. into TMZ and he said that, I didn't necessarily think that it was a bad thing. It was just the, the, his filter wasn't there. He wasn't able to filter what he was really trying to say. I felt like unfortunately, like when he said that, uh, he he just gave like it was. Fodder. He gave those people. It was the fodder for the headline. Start pointing the fingers. Yeah. And all he needed was that filter. That filter just wasn't there. Everybody knows what he was trying to say. Yeah. Like clearly, it wasn't a fucking choice. But right, either right. your choices were live and be a slave or right. die yeah. because you didn't want to be a fucking slave. That's right. we get that. Yeah. But the way he just said it, the filter didn't work. Yeah. And I felt like fourth dimension too was like yo if i keep saying this shit i may not be able to finish the sentence because i'm gonna fucking yeah. get cut off or whatever I, like, I want all the smoke i want all the blame i was called insane that whole yeah. verse um i have to hear it again i get them kind of confused I think that's from yay cardio Isn't audio it? let me jog your brain no that's off of kids he goes Isn't? yeah maybe we'll close the show out i'm gonna that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna put in <laughs> i'll put in oh, please do not. i'll probably get it pulled but please do just to i i can't top what you were saying about uh Silent Planet, but mm -hmm. so n number one, I don't know if you ever heard her. Her name's Licky Lee. Mm -mm. She's, um, I don't know, from Sweden or something. And she had an album called So Sad, So Sexy. And I I, I, I heard it the most by a mile. Um, it's really good. What's strange is um, it has like two tracks that I skip every single time. I'm like, I don't love this song. Like, I don't like it. 
And uh, but it's still my number one because the other songs are so fucking powerful. Um, she makes like sad white girl music, <laughs> not like in a Tori Amos sense of like, where it's not even fucking fun to listen to. But it, it it's so good, and I think she's like, she's like a she just needs like a a breakout hit to be like at that seal level where people can can like dance to her music or something because she has such a pop sensibility, but. Man, her albums are just so hauntingly gorgeous. And her name's Licky Lee. Licky Lee, L Y K K E L I, and uh, I think that's her name as well. And it's just such a beautiful album. And uh, I have a soft spot, like I'm a I'm a hopeless romantic at the end of the day. And so that album brings me back to like who I really am. Like I loved all the other stuff. I love the Bobby Tarantino shit. Like I loved that. That's the the aggression side of me. But there's a really soft, like compassionate. Um, sad part of me that I love, like it's like a beautiful depression in a way. And I just, you know, the the algorithm decided for me that I was like, wow, if I heard that album the most, well then I obviously, I think I'm going to continue to go back to it. Even though Daytona, I will say that like if there's one like undisputed, like walks out with the belt album of the year to me, it is Daytona. You know, but Licky Lee is but, the but, but this that... album to me was like, you know what? Like, it's not going out of style just because the year's over doesn't mean I'm going to stop listening to it. I still listen to it and I love it. And anytime I want to tap back into the flavors of this year, I'll go back and I'll listen to that record. So, um, it, it her record before that was called I Never Learn, and I think that's a perfect album. Like, if you were to ask me top 10 perfect albums where every track is flawless, she's made perfect. Uh, this album wasn't even perfect, but it, it was like, give me more. I, I fucking loved it. I skipped free on Kids See Ghosts for a while, mm. for whatever reason. I don't know why. Just for like the first couple playthroughs, I mean, I listened to it, but then once I was like getting into the album and I was picking out the tracks that I really liked, yeah. I would skip that one. I uh, get it. I mean, now I don't because it. it's. I mean, Cuddy's powerful on it, and it's. It, I get it now. They should have. They should have. I guess you can't do it, but somehow married, um, Ghost Town with it mm. and put it on that record somehow they're mm. not why make two volumes i get it but it seemed like it was one cohesive thing so is that, that john legend at the beginning of uh, ghost town i always thought that was john legend somebody that's what kind of threw me off too is you didn't really get like on kids see ghost it just says kids see ghost like i know you know i mean and then have push on it like they didn't yeah. really list features i know at least on spotify nobody so. does that anymore uh, i know because drake's not on Astro World, but uh, he is yeah and like there's a there's a bunch of the of on tracks on scorpion where it doesn't yeah. have the features on it i'm not into that but i didn't like whatever it uh, so 2019, man, what are you hoping for? Like, let's say, let's yeah. let's look at it that way. 2018, very chaotic, mm -hmm. very uh, messy, a lot of shit going on. Music, obviously, to me, yeah. at least was the order. Uh, I agree. I feel that there was a lot of sports, too. There's a lot of good highlights in sports, a lot of big, powerful moments. True. That's what I'm drawing my order from. If we've got a chaotic 2018, what's going to balance this out in 2019? What do you think is going to be the, do the trick? I will Other say, than the Kanye Rogan podcast. <laughs> oh, God. I, first of all, I just hope that happens. It might not even happen. I'm not going to believe it till I believe it. Why? Because uh, where's Yandi? Um, but I, I where's good-ass job? Where's a bunch of projects I, that I, never came out? I think Kanye wants to be heard. And if there's going to be anybody that's going to give him the time of day, it's going right. to be Rogan. I yeah. just hope Rogan does a good job. So I've been thinking about making this a, a video because I feel like it could maybe go viral or something. But I, I feel like here's – like you could do you could kind of play like a bingo of how that's going to go down. And first of all, let me say this. The thing that I consume the most, that I listen to the most, 
I, and I'm embarrassed to say this, but it's just the truth. And I have, uh, this goes back to like how many times, uh, how many hours I spent in 2018 putting my head down and working. But I heard Charlemagne and Kanye's 90 minute talk. I heard it 50, 80 times, like a lot, Whoa. a lot. I Whoa. heard it a lot. I can recite it. Like I, I heard it a lot. And so Rogan Kanye will be that. All he needs is like one sit down interview where he has the time to talk and not have the pressure of like, we got to cut to commercial. All he needs is that once a year. And, and I will tell you that Joe Rogan, what he's going to do is contextually um, put Kanye in where he's at right now in the proper context so people can dismiss him or not. I think people are going to see him for how he really, really is. Um, he has a knack for kind of exposing how people are given because you get to see someone you don't, you know, blemishes and all on a podcast, you know. So, I I just hope that Especially Kanye Logan's doesn't get triggered somehow and, and walk away after thirty minutes and forty minutes to make like a statement. It's like, bro, just sit down and have a conversation. Like it's at this point, you know, I've been burned a few times with him, but I love him. I can forgive him. It's like sit down and have an hour and a half, two hour, three hour conversation. Can you just do that? If Elon can do it, you can do it. Just do that and let Rogan talk. The saving, mm, see, the saving grace, I think, is going to be young Jamie. I think Rogan's going to hmm. be able to reach out to Jamie and be like, yo, what is Kanye like? He's going to get his Kanye crash course from young Jamie, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. What worries me mm -hmm. is that if Kanye does say something that doesn't necessarily jive with Rogan, Rogan's going to go in with that. Well, no, what do you mean? And like try to pick, and you yeah. can't do that to Kanye. You have to kind of let Kanye speak and then approach it like, okay, with what you just said. But Did Rogan's going to be like, okay, wait, let me cut you off right there. You're talking Ew, about no. Bal uh, Balenciaga. Can you? T I don't even know who you're, the people you're talking about. Can you talk about like who, who are these people? And, and, and he's going to say, he's going to say, Kanye. I don't think people. I don't. I think you're misunderstood because you don't articulate yourselves with the detail. You assume that we know these things that are going behind closed doors, and we don't. So like, you know, hence the slavery thing. He probably had that slavery conversation. Yeah with a ton of people prior yeah. to that and yeah. it was and it came out well or they were just sure. vibing with him but yeah. the minute you got into like a public forum and said it right and the way you said it right that's when it got kind of weird of course now he could probably say the same thing on a rogan and and, and, it, and it would work because i think joe could course correct it right 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 right. you know so I, I think that's a lot of work on joe's part so it i think i think i'm not worried about joe no. i'm not worried about i am joe. a little bit i am a little bit <laughs> really like, oh yeah man because i see that i see the i can see the walkout you I know, and, the they, and it'd be like a, a first for Rogan. I mean, really, I mean, he's had arguments before and like yeah. tiffs, but like yeah. if it's on YouTube and it's yeah. live and you're streaming and he Bro, fucking Bro, I don't care what's going on. I'm stopping what I'm doing and I'm, I'm listening to that uh, when that happens. Because I, I subscribe to his push notifications. Um, <laughs> from what, I, from what <clears throat> I'm gathering, we're doing a viewing party for it. Where? At my buddy's house. I'll keep you in the loop. I'll keep, keep me in, in the loop, loop please. Because we're going to do a... I doubt we're going to know, like, hey, guys, at 3 p.m. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think we're just going to see the Instagram photo and be like, whoa, fuck, it's going to happen. So if you know so in advance, let me know. If if it is like that, because it very it could be like, yo, Connor is in the studio tomorrow, and then, like, not being able to plan for days yeah. off, we'll do a post-viewing party. Okay. And do our thing. It's that big, huh? I mean, I... I what did it for me of January 1st, 2019, coming in hot with the fucking yeah. tweet from... I was like, all right, here we go. Because it is. I know. I mean... That's a dream come true for me. It is. It's a great, <laughs> I know. And I like, I, I never really, really thought I would be until I got into podcasting, obviously, and really decided, like, hey, I, I'm about just... I love just learning things and getting it out of people and the dialogue and discussion. 
I never thought I'd be excited for interviewing and interviews. Mm-hmm. And I've gone back yeah. and listened to some great interviews and tried to fill my my brain up with podcast knowledge. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about this. The Elon Musk said. one. That was huge. Yeah, he was teasing. And I was like, oh, it's not going to happen. And then boom, on the podcast. And I was like, oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. All right. Closing remarks. We well, got for, 2019. For me, man, uh, I want to keep it very busy. Uh I will say that it's gonna. It sounds like it's gonna be a good year for films, just like how twenty. I'm sorry, 1999 was stacked. I could have listed a hundred films for 1999. Uh, this year, you know, Tarantino's got a new movie coming out. Uh, I'm very fucking crazy, like insane hyped for the Pokemon movie that's come out, Detective Pikachu. Like not in an ironic way, like in a. Is this how people feel when they watch Captain America? Like, oh, I didn't know that's how people felt. Like, I'm like a little kid again. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to uh, Todd Phillips' Joker with Joaquin Phoenix. I named my daughter after Joaquin Phoenix because I think he's the greatest living actor. So a lot of films to be looking forward to, a lot of art. I expect Yandi or something to come out this year. I expect a new Pusha. I expect a lot of things. I expect Grimes. I expect a new Gambino, stuff like that. But uh, if I could be selfish again, you know, have a lot of good things going on with business, but I'm making a feature film in 2019. I want to film it in June. I want to cut it in July. I want to test screen it in August and try to sell a theater out maybe in September in Austin. And if I could do that, that, that would be pretty gnarly. It's about social media. I don't want to go into like the characters and the form and all that. I'm writing it right now. I'm giving myself three weeks to finish it. Um, I'm like low-key casting, like writing for people's voices that I like. Uh, I will say that it, it some characters that are in it, I just haven't seen movies about them like done in a way that's not judgy that's not condescending like i have a half the movie you know is really about like this instagram influencer like this thought who has two million followers and she's beautiful and and all the other characters and it's an ensemble around the movie kind of worship her and they idolize her and they like her photos and all that stuff and they're fans of her but when we finally go and see her like she she doesn't leave her room you know what i mean like she's an entrepreneur, she's making money, she's making deals, but she never leaves her room. She has like social anxiety. She has IBS, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> so she literally doesn't leave her room. And I want to, not in a hokey way, in a gimmicky way, but kind of provide a lot of empathy for the internet. Like even though, and we talked about it a lot, like even though there's a lot of anxiety that comes from that, I think there's a cinematic white space to explore it in a way that hasn't been done. And uh, I just really want to tell a story about, like, I don't want to say Instagram the movie, but... I want a movie, I want to make a movie where 90% of the time people are on their phones and they're being lit by the phone and they're talking, but what's going on in the, the simulation of their device is more real than the outside world. And I just think, I haven't had an idea that's that I've been wanting to explore because I had epic-itis for years where I just wanted to write something very big and broad and now I'm like, I have this little intimate story and I think I just want to make it and uh, move on and you know I don't I don't want it to be like here's my here's my Thanos you know what I mean like no here's just like a very simple story that's elegant and fun that's not condescending and judgy in, in the way we depict the internet and it's just such a huge part of our lives like why don't we see more characters on film uh, peeing or sitting down or on the toilet while they're on their phone I mean that's the real world that's life yeah, so I'm exploring that. And that's going to be the, the second half of 2019 for me. So it's booked, brother. It's booked. What, what about yourself? Uh, a lot. A lot. But they just gave us the light. So we got to. Is that what that means? It is. It is. Yeah, I didn't know. Hours. Yeah, dude, we got to go. Hey, but when you get that all laid out, you're going to be back in here, man. We're going to talk Sweet. about it. I want you to I want you to be able to use this as an outlet to I get will. that out there. I will. Hey, man. I, I'm glad that you, you wanted to do this with me. Thank um, you. And your podcast, Nisman versus the podcast. That's right. Yeah, you're still doing it, right? You're keeping it. I'm doing, I'm doing it. So expect more episodes with that. And uh, 
uh, you inspired me to, to bring it back, man. So for a while I was looking for a co-host and I was like, you know, but if Brian can do it by himself, I can do it by myself too. It. You know what I mean? So uh, it, man. Uh, thank you for doing what you do. And I hope, I hope the listeners got something great out of this. Hey man, I hope they did too. And I appreciate you coming on. I wouldn't want to kick off the year with any other guests other than you, brother. I appreciate it. Um, where can they find you? Check all your stuff out. At Knives Monroe. Everything at Knives Monroe. You're also doing the podcast with Dakota. I'm doing a podcast called Owning It with Dakota Meyer, Crispy and Knives. You can oh. find that wherever you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, iTunes, you name it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, 90, no, Knives Monroe. I don't know why I said 90. Knives Monroe, baby. Thank you, baby. Thank you. We out.